0: One. You know, everyone thinks they're a joker when they're doing that countdown cast. I like, he starts from seven. He goes seven, four, three, tick. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it so many times. I've heard it so many times. Yeah. Come on. Well, welcome, in fact, to Plat Chat episode, I don't even know anymore. Is this 99? 99? 99? That's ridiculous. That's crazy.
1: 99! (laughs) Thank you, good.
0: Jonathan. I'm sure the people at home You're really welcome. appreciated that. We've brought on Custer. We've upgraded the squad. And, uh, you know, all really special for our 99th episode. Couldn't bring been me on for the 100th? No. No. no, no. no, 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 okay. no Matt has
2: to make sure to be for gone for two weeks before showing up for the 100th episode. He, he just logs out, shows, doesn't show up, and then he's going to pop on and stroll in for the 100th episode.
3: As yeah, Matt yeah.
0: Does. Yeah, while we, while we talk about some nonsense that uh, no one really cares about anyway. Yeah. Uh, that sounds about right for uh, for a Platchett episode. I'll tell you what happened this week, though. I went and looked in the P.O. box. You know that P.O. box that we had announced, like, weeks ago? <laughs> and, I
1: keep for- and I keep forgetting to check. Oh, yeah. don't leak the address. Don't, oh well, it's a P.O. box. It's a P.O. No PO box. No, the PO you box. can leak the it's address as much box. as you like. <laughs> yeah. I just That's... saw you with like a package and I freaked the fuck out because you've leaked our address before. <laughs> that is oh in my fact God. the
0: entire point of a P.O. box is that it doesn't matter if you <laughs> leak the address because it's divorced from the place in which you live. I just got or PTSD. I got yeah.
1: bad PTSD.
0: But I, yeah, I got, I got a personal. Someone sent me stuff in this P.O. box for my stream and it was a hundred tiny dinosaur skeletons from Amazon. Just. Ridiculous stuff. I thought it would be more profound, if anything. But this one has a letter, so I'm going to read out the letter before I open the package. And we'll see what they. I can't even extract
3: it. What the. Alright, well. Hopefully Have you opened a package anything. before? Yeah, it's. Wait, there isn't
0: a bloody letter. It's just a piece of. Just a piece of paper! <laughs> Is it the shipping details? Or yeah, is it just it's what? just got the address on the front. I thought it was a letter <laughs> that they'd strapped to it. Okay, well... Okay, you know. well, I've been trolled. I thought that was going to be a nice, you know, letter that's like, wow, I really appreciate you guys. Thanks for not having Matt on this episode. You know, something like that. Something really heartfelt.
2: Man, you really thought you are hot shit, huh? They were going to give you a whole letter and everything. But no.
3: <laughs> Wait, no,
0: there <laughs> is a letter.
2: There's a letter inside oh, the wow. package. Letter. Okay, well, there is a letter.
0: <laughs> it says, for the Platchat Chat crew, which is, for the purposes of this letter is the four of us. So, okay. I think this is actually for a vast because I've opened it and it's got Boston <laughs> up. I've never opened this, by the way. I have no idea what's inside of it. If it's if it's TOS, we might have to cut the recording. We'll <laughs> take a look at it first. See.
2: Just give it a quick scan. All
0: right, quick scan over. For starters. It's got a little Boston Up thing inside of it. I don't know where oh, you can quite cool. see that. But okay. Like the little radio... What is that? It's a tape. I forgot what those were.
2: Yeah, I've not seen those they, when I was like five years oh old. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Wasn't there an Overwatch personality that did like those tapes? Like in 2019 or something? What do you mean? Like do cassettes? What do you mean
2: did cassettes? What do you mean did yeah, cassettes? Yeah, they made like
1: Overwatch leak cassettes. I'm, I'm Googling this Really? Out. I mean, I don't remember that,
0: but all right. I'll try oh, and cool. pop that up somewhere. Yeah. And then a picture of... Uh, like Gamsu,
4: Winston? I guess. Yeah, Limitless. <laughs> Limitless. <listed.
2: laughs> What's not a picture like... of Gamsu? That's Winston.
4: Well, <laughs> there's been do you think five like like Winston Gamsu as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Wait. laughs>
1: why I'm why trying... do you assume Gamsu?
0: I'm trying to help <laughs> Avast, you know? I'm trying to help uh, Avast. Oh, well,
1: that's what go. it is. Oh, wow. Limitless, yeah.
0: Oh, that's really cool. So, yeah, it's a piece of, piece of merch from Limitless. Okay, here we go. All right. That dear Plat chat. All right. dear Plat Chat, I can read. As the previous social media manager of the Boston Uprising, uh, of course, the first thing coming through our, our box is a, a promotion for one of the teams. I've am- oh, wait, no. I've amassed an unusual collection of Uprising-related gear, including, and they've listed all the things in here, these Uprising sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, these are blue sunglasses, and they say Boston Uprising on the side of them. Very so, nice. Um,
2: the I they sent you your own Gillette Razor like I have. I have a <laughs> yeah, Gillette Razor with my name on it.
0: An <laughs> uprising... An uprising pennant from the Fantastic Fanatics store. Fantastic is underlined there. Really big fan <laughs> of Fanatics. What is a pendant, though? I don't even...
3: Well, don't a pendant, know is just, isn't just is it just a necklace? I don't know. A key ring? I'm trying to... Oh my god. Oh, wow. is all of this stuff? I don't know where
0: the pendant is, to be honest.
2: It's probably underneath that somewhere. What's in my hands? This is a pendant. This is a no. pendant? No, what is Yo, the what other is stuff that? next to the banner? What's the, what's the two small things? Two, so there's two smaller things on the table. A, a pendant is like a trinket. Is this, it not?
0: This is like a glove. I, I know okay, a pendant well, is like a trinket, but I can't see a trinket anywhere. Maybe
2: that's the pendant? Maybe that is the pendant. Maybe that is, maybe pendant. the flag. Oh,
0: this is apparently a pendant flag. This go. is called
3: a, a pendant,
1: pendant flag. flag. A I, uh, I didn't know okay. that.
3: Oh, oh God, a I pennant! Oh,
1: oh, pennant! I misread it! Oh, oh, I misread it, it says
3: pennant! You, oh my
2: God. you told us you could read, and you lied to our faces! Wow. I mean, I'm not gonna lie,
0: this is pretty cool! I actually really like this, this is fucking dope! If gonna you resell look like...
1: that stuff, we might afford a Vastigan! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're gonna look
0: like a bloody Boston Uprising podcast by the end of this! I don't think we're mentioning them once on the show as well! Have well, we, we got mean, them in the the yeah, show mean, at
2: all? Their logo's all over. Right? I don't think so we're planning fine. to talk
0: about them once. An uprising gamer glove.
4: Uh, Josh, this might stop you from feeding if you wear this when you're <laughs> Yeah, this could be good for you. What?
0: Yeah. I don't.
2: Well, hopefully, this glove is from a previous year, not it's this year's It's so Boston, small. Yeah.
0: I can't. Oh, my word. Suddenly, wow. I have the power.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yo, they yo. got three yelled by Vancouver this past week, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. But that's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm hoping this
2: glove, maybe the glove was made earlier before the recent performances. I can't take
0: know? it off. It's so
2: tight. <laughs> okay, let me move on. Now you've been trapped. You um, can't get it off now.
0: The uh, Haitian homie who sent this in says, uh, oh, Haitian homie, says, no idea where the glove came from. D- doesn't know where they got that. A set of limited run upper deck trading cards, including Legends of Owl, like famed D.Va player Blase and Boston's most recognizable tracer player, Stella." <laughs> oh. I remember Stella?
2: No, I oh, yeah, there like, we go. I like how I'm not. I don't even get to be on this list anymore. I'll yeah. tell you yeah. who's I'm, on the I'm list. So, so, I'm just gone.
0: The reverse sweep streak. Does everyone remember that from 2018? Alamong from Brazil, the Lucio Alamed. player. Color hex fusions. Stella Blase in the third kit jerseys, which all just disappeared. I don't know where they went. The first perfect stage, and Boston takes down LA, but it doesn't specify which LA team. It just says Boston. Had to have been LA. the Gladiators. Had to just have been the LA. Gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Pretty good. What else have we got in here? Um, a sticker from Limitless featuring some guy named Jerry and Boston Monkey, which is this. I pass these relics of Owl's best team. Onto okay. you for safekeeping. Hashtag Boston up. Hashtag future 2021 champions.
2: Oh, don't tell Oof. him. Don't fucking tell Hashtag
0: him. Hashtag hopium. Oof.
2: Yeah, this was
4: sent. Remember, this was sent before this weekend, I assume, if it was already in the PO box. I, I, so, yeah, yeah, it was.
0: This was sent a while, back. do another chat Live so I can win another 1v1 against you in person. Thanks for the gold medal. That was that was from our show in uh, 2018 before before... Oh, 2019, before COVID hit, and we all had yeah. to go inside and just hide ourselves away, like like hermits. That is uh, that's pretty cool. There's some merch here that I uh, I'm gonna keep, and I'm gonna wear these glasses for the rest of the episode as well, because I look, they look
3: cool. nice, they, they look good nice. Nice. Yeah. You.
0: Well, appreciate that, Haitian homie. Thank you very much. Um, and yeah, I I the the PO box is open. If anyone else is interested in sending us some. Relics of the past or other nonsense that you have uh, hold of, then please do. We'll we'll put them up somewhere
4: around the relics studio, maybe not over the there. Yeah, you already got three relics of the past right here. Me, Johnny, and Avast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I like that one. That's oh. a good
0: one. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, on to some serious news. Right, we've been starting all of these episodes recently. We talk about the 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 heinous shit happening or the heinous shit that has been happening. I don't want to say that it's you know currently ongoing because a lot of this this stuff is from uh the past but the the heinous stuff that's been happening within Activision Blizzard recently and so some of the recent developments within that story have been that JLM Brack has stepped down or you know forcibly (laughs) stepped down perhaps from his position at the top of Blizzard and there's now two new co-leaders um uh, Mike Kibara, I believe, is from Xbox Live. He was part of that project at the beginning of Xbox. I'm just trying to pick these things up from different talking points online because I don't know these people at all. But And then Jen O'Neill was... What was Jen O'Neill involved in? She was very highly rated as like a leader within some portion of the company, wasn't but I can't remember exactly what. Can someone refresh my
2: memory there? I think she's been part of... like She was like a vice president of development and has been like a senior developer like leader for a while um with the company and then moved into this role oh yeah Mike. she was
0: it was vicarious visions or something wasn't it the the former yeah, studio that yeah so board, she was already
2: so. a senior developer for them for a while yeah. I
0: believe. obviously change like this incredibly important to actually have people taking uh uh accountability and being uh removed from their position as a result of the stuff that happened underneath them. But at the same time, Jalen Brack was not even presiding over a lot of the stuff that was mentioned in the lawsuit. So it's more important from, from my perspective, at least, it seems more important that Mike and Jen actually do implement policy changes that are positive, right? Like, it's not just enough to have a changing of the guard. You have to actually have some kind of policy change that produces meaningful uh, culture change within the company.
1: Yeah. Um, absolutely. It seems from I've tried to gather the vibe on these people online because, as to you, Josh, I had no idea. But it seems like people are pretty optimistic on uh, both of these individuals and optimistic about where they come from, what they can provide to the company. Um, uh, I believe I read some letter somewhere uh, that they sent out to the company as well, and there was some promising stuff in there and how they want to take action and uh, make change within the company for policies. Uh, it's been a tumultuous past week as well for Activision Blizzard, because the head of HR stepped down. Uh, Frances Townsend, who we discussed as well, stepped down from that uh, Activision Blizzard women's network position. Yeah, still had. working at the company, uh,
0: but she's no longer yeah, head of yeah. like the women's support network thing. Which Yeah. Is, so there's yeah. a lot
1: of uh, change undergoing, uh, but it seems like from uh, Jen O'Neill and Mike Ibarra anyway. Uh, I way, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about these two. So I- I'm looking forward to see what kind of uh, change the company can go undergo uh, internally.
3: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's I, I agree with you, Josh. It's just like, it, it's great change to
4: see like that. They are making like personnel change. Obviously it's not the people that I think everyone really like had hoped that we'd see change in. But as I said, it's it's all about just like long standing change for the company rather than just like you know, fire some people or like make an actual you know, situation where the shit that happened doesn't happen again, or at least, you know, is they're held accountable in that way. Yeah.
0: I think it is at least some, the, 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 like, the, the only shred of optimism that you can take from these kind of situations is that Blizzard are getting fucking put over the coals for it, because there have been similar situations. Like we've been saying, this is an endemic problem throughout gaming, and actually tech as well. It's not just the, the gaming sphere, too. It's uh, common across these newer companies that have popped up, but... Um, uh, a lot of the others you know no one gets fired and it all just fucking slides under a rug somewhere and and nothing changes so I am somewhat cautiously optimistic that there can be some level of policy change within the company, especially because recently as well the Activision Blizzard workers formed that coalition as well they formed a a uh, a coalition called a b k workers coalition that's it's not like a specific strict legal definition like a um union as far as I can tell it's just a group of the workers that have got together in a um uh, trying to use the collective bargaining of the fact that they're all working together to push for stuff. stuff. Um, and so they're, they're clearly not just stopping at that one-day walkout, they're trying to go much further
3: with
1: yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I think this will be an on, ongoing kind of situation is a bad word. Like I, I, I think that coalition will continue to be proactive in their relationship with the leadership at Blizzard. Um, and based on this and the people behind it and what we've seen from them so far these last couple of weeks starting with the walkout of course um, and the letter they sent out it feels like this is a good group of people um, that, are, that is going to continue to um, have conversations with leadership and actually uh, want some change so yeah, uh, yeah th- this seems uh, optimistic to me as well
0: yeah uh, I like the fact that they've banded together it definitely seems like they have the
2: the right idea of what they want to do within the company Definitely. Good. Um, leadership change is always good. I think people, sometimes they get a little short-sighted myopic as well, because this isn't like a problem that like started recently. When you go back and read all the accounts of people, this was like a Mike Morheim, like under Mike Morheim's tenure, sure, things like sure. this were happening. Right. So it's not just like, you can't just instantly change leadership and like problem solved. Right. There is a huge shift that has to happen within the company. So getting people, but you just have to slowly fill positions and get it moving. So I think overall you can't be unhappy with that it's just one step at a time and hopefully they continue to make positive progress
1: um do we want to mention how much uh money we got from our first countdown video that is a that that is a great
0: thing i think i'll give kurt a little bit of time to uh get that together because i forgot to tell him at the beginning of the episode um but if we could get that for the end of the episode so that people know yeah and i'll just uh, what sorry Oh, Kirk can get it immediately, yeah. So just a reminder to everybody as well, the uh, advertising revenue from all of these videos that we're making on the Play Chat channel um, is going towards RAIN, um, which is the, uh, the US's largest uh, organization that deals with um, sexual violence uh, and, and things of that nature. They have education programs, and they also have support for um, for survivors of that kind of stuff. So that's the... That's the organization that we've chosen to support. All of the advertising revenue for these videos is going towards them as well. So you don't necessarily have to do anything, though. If you feel encouraged to make your own donations, please do as well. But just by watching the videos, you're going to passively contribute towards that. And all of the revenue that we generate via advertising is going towards that for the next uh, Up until uh, the end of yeah. the Countdown Cup. Yes. Yeah,
1: and of course, we'll, uh, we'll show the donation as
0: well. Uh, currently,
4: yeah. we're at $220.
0: Nice. Okay. There we go. Solid. And that'll just be over the, the course of the whole month. Um, yeah. All right. Moving on. Breadsticks, okay? Oh, oh my yeah. God. The Vancouver Titans in the Overwatch League got their first win ever. That, that I mean, not ever. The organization, the franchise has had wins before, but it feels like a long-ass time.
4: It did it to Boston as well. What, what, what is it with Boston and just, like, breaking streaks right now? They're, like, the heroes that we need, but we don't really want... Uh, cause like I don't know, Vancouver played well, but I don't know what's going on with Boston. That they, they looked terrible in that match.
2: Yeah, take that off the desk, Josh. Just <laughs> oh, just remove gosh. that from the
4: job. Just remove <laughs> oh, that real quick. God. Just
2: just swipe that off over there. Also, wasn't the stat that like the last 3-0 win or something the Titans had received as a franchise was Boston
3: too? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> so then it just was like this oh, complete God. circle yeah. where like their last win as a franchise was under Boston. They did it again. And they did two records because they not only got breadsticks, the first breadsticks, but also they they got the first win. So I feel like it was a pretty crazy day. I know myself, I lost my shit. Like, I (laughs) accidentally lost my shit when it happened. And on top of that, though, there's still been some ongoing scandal because apparently the breadstick codes... Have not been working in Western Canada, no. supposedly. Ooh. So oh, no. the people of Western Canada still grow hungry. They still go very hungry. They're they're shivering in the streets outside the pizza huts, waiting for carbohydrates. I, I saw actually
0: yet. that um, there was an article written by I believe it was Bonnie, but I might be wrong there. Um, and uh, they were saying that <laughs> they were saying that because they lived in the wrong part of Canada, they had to pay five ninety nine for the breadsticks, but they still yeah, bought them. Funny. The, the yeah, article I was that titled. Too. The I article was titled well. "We yeah. Paid for Breadsticks," and I feel like we all emotionally paid for those breadsticks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, this was a weird day, just overall. Like even leading into this matchup, because I was one of the few who, for some reason, predicted Lona Spitfire against Toronto Defiant as well. Because I was just completely off the goop. Like I, I was absolutely lost. Oh, yeah, I was. You, were, you really were. I, I was tranced by the EU hopium. and then it, it was like, oh, is you know, Toronto Defiant going to ruin the bread bowl, uh, Orlando Spitfire going to get their first win, and then we just catapulted ourselves into a 3-0 from the Vancouver Titans on the Boston Uprising. I don't think anyone expected this. And then, like, one minute into the match, uh, on the first round here of Busan, it's like the breadsticks unlocked immediately with the pile driver slam and a double pulse bomb. Yeah. And Abbas, yeah. like there was so much to do for Abbas on the stream that he just like freaked and was like, Oh my god! Oh my god, that's it! <laughs> we got look at the breadsticks! And then Vancouver Titans just win map after map. And it, it was just a crazy day overall. Like so many implications, so much drama. I feel mad madness. that they
0: I feel mad that Boston fucked the bread bowl though. I was really looking forward yeah. to the London Vancouver and it was, it was cool to see Vancouver get the breadsticks, but after a whole season of struggling and it getting to, like, the very end and then them crumbling, I was hoping for some insane long slog of, like, finally Vancouver get their first win or finally London do, you know? I, either way, you get the catharsis. This was almost—it was over too quickly. It was like whiplash.
4: Yeah, it wasn't even like it was like that, oh my god, are they going to do it? After, I think, like, the first map, I was like, Vancouver's probably going to win this match if Boston keep playing this poorly. So, it was, I was like, it wasn't even like I was having to, like, mentally prepare it and it was a rollercoaster. It was just a kind of, like, a, a full-on dip where it's like, we have breadsticks and from there it was just, like, consistently going downwards and just freaking out. But... Yeah, I don't know. Congratulations to the Vancouver guys. How many of these guys have been just like... It's got to be hard to be on the Vancouver Titans, at least for the last couple of seasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean... um, There are celebrations when they won as well. It's like a pessimist would be like, you only guys got your first win of the season. But like the genuine happiness from those players getting that win, it was so awesome to watch yeah i think i've turned into an esports
0: bastard though because when when i see that that when, when i hear these kind of things of like yeah it was so awesome to see them get their first win my mind just goes to like in any other esport if you had lost this amount of time in a row you wouldn't even be playing at the top level right like you wouldn't even have this level of salary and support and stuff like that am i am i mental am i just the old fucking curmudgeonly grandpa sat in the corner like I, I don't know it it. I, I struggle to You have been
1: intoxicated by the VCT open brackets though. And yeah. just like <laughs> pro teams don't deserve a salary even. Like everyone should just be freelance and just have like clauses in the contract. You get paid per win. You don't I get mean, a monthly maybe, salary. Yeah, because maybe, you just lose maybe in the VCT, like round 256 or something. Even if you're yeah. TSM or whatever. I, I don't just know.
0: feel like this year in particular, having three teams that had zero wins is like a spectacular shittery of the bed. You know? Yeah. It's almost i uh, i i coined this phrase in 2019 to describe the, the washington justice that year as just entertainment thieves every time they turn up it's just like oh well they've robbed us of a good game uh, the fact that they're, they're a franchise but especially with the valiant whose games i've just given up watching i don't watch the valiant yeah. games anymore this meme about not watching apac absolutely true when it comes to the valiant not watching their games not happening but there's some level of like Come the fuck on. And it's not the players. It's the, the staff, really, that created these teams. But
1: I'm just mad. Yeah, not, not, not even the staff. Like it, It's just the, the couple of people who were in charge of putting this roster together and felt good about it. Well, and this, felt good about, like, this and the Valiant, learned. I think.
0: The London Spitfire, I can give them a pass because that roster was winning, you know, in contenders. Yeah. So I can Fair understand enough, yeah. why, you might, why you might think that they'd have success. But uh, I, uh, Even
1: though, can I play devil's advocate? Yeah, Go. Ask Vancouver Titans, but entertainment fees for you this year. No, they, I, they haven't. Been, with yeah. the rainbow. They have You're absolutely correct. They haven't, but
0: I feel like they lucked into it, but it was like a, the perfect storm <laughs> of great marketing that yeah. like has sucked me in. I've got to, I, yeah, I've got to be real. They have been a great kind of team to follow. I've been more excited following the breadstick story than following the Valiant or the London Spitfire for sure. Also
2: because Valiant, you should give them some leeway too, I feel, in a bit because... Like, that's kind of, a, like... No, not because... You should give them leeway because this roster was clearly never meant Like, mm. it was literally happened in a week. Like, they yeah. built that roster in a fucking week. It's like the Iron yeah. Man meme. It's like, we built this roster with a box of scraps, except it doesn't work. <laughs> it's just a fucking disaster because it happened in a week. Like, so, to me, I actually still give Valiant, like, the players and staff on Valiant a pass. Like, not the management. Sure, not sure. Immortals. Fuck you, Immortals. Go fuck yourselves. But, like, overall, like, this... Like, the actual Valiant team... They were never in a position to succeed yeah. ever. No, by the way,
0: by the way, the Valiant ostensibly moved their roster over to China to take advantage of live events happening over there. Don't think they played any of them. that. did happen. They, <laughs> I mean, their roster was too. No, sharp no, to they played one. Of, the didn't they fun. play one
2: of the home stands? Did still- they? I think they did, right? Did I they don't... play like the Spark homestand or the Char... Really?
0: Okay, I don't remember, but that might Maybe also I'm misremembering. be misremembering. No, they Re- did. I mean referring to uh, my earlier point. Yeah,
1: they did, right? Yeah, because yeah, was yeah, some, I thought yeah, they did yeah, yeah. Shanghai or something. Yeah.
0: Right, referring to my earlier point, I haven't been watching their games for a while, so probably just slipped under my radar completely. <laughs> um, I do have one th- final thing that I want to do on this Vancouver topic. Actually, is I want to order a fucking Vancouver pizza. It's not going to be from. It's not going to be from the hut, all right? Because that no but I'm also we're not living. Oh, in Canada, Josh, but.
2: I told, I, I have ordered a pizza. I just want to give you a heads up. Okay. They, I got the links for pizza. They do not do roasted garlic in the U S for some reason. People were telling me I had to call the location. <laughs> like it was like a secret pizza menu option to ask for roasted garlic. Cause it wasn't a website. Called and ass, they don't do it either, so can't get roasted garlic in the US. Okay,
0: well, let's not do yeah. the links of pizza then, but what about the other pizzas? Everyone on the Vancouver Titans came up with their own pizza. We've got to order one of them, and I'll order it with some breadsticks, and it'll arrive at some random point during the episode, and we'll interrupt it for a pizza review.
4: Did Teru do a pizza? Teru like... did.
2: Teru did. What it's was Teru's chicken, pizza? I, Teru, Teru's pizza is chicken, pepperoni, onions, and black olives. Mm. Yeah, I've
0: just realized that uh, I might be... Yeah... Okay. Okay.
2: Because uh, okay. I had to order a pizza that had black olives because I hate them, and that was part of the bet of them winning was like I had to get a black olive pizza from one of the players, and so Links are and Terrors are the two with black olives, and then Frieds is like half sauce, of course it is half cheese <laughs> with like I think it's like barbecue chicken or something, or maybe I'm missing oh, maybe Dalton's. No. I can't remember exactly what Frieds is. Someone, uh, so there's like a collection of all the Vancouver Titan player pizzas. Americans oh,
1: I mean, and North Americans have like a weird fetish thing with barbecue chicken. I don't get it. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't. I really think
0: don't think it's a fetish. I don't <laughs> think they're like rubbing barbecue chicken on the nipples. No, there, there like... definitely
1: are. There definitely are people like that, Josh. Don't underestimate. Okay, I've got do. I've got the setup here. Build your own
0: 14-inch pizza, and I'm ready to plug in one of the Vancouver Titans pizzas. What's what?
2: Those are the only two I remember: are Terus and Linksers.
0: So okay, can you find Terus and, and give it to Kurt so that he can bring it up on stream, or 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 at least uh, read out the ingredients? To me.
2: I'm just—I I mean, I just—I just literally just—it it seems the ingredients like to you. the players it. were
0: all asked to do this, but some of them were posted on the official Vancouver Titans page, and others are just buried in personal Twitter accounts. <laughs> what a great promotion! Okay, what a fantastic <laughs> brand activation! I uh, literally, okay, so I phenomenal. literally, I
2: just Googled Vancouver Titans player pizza, Teru. Can't find it. Can't <laughs> find it. I Googled it. There's no keywords that pop up. There's literally zero activate. So all I know is the ingredients for it, which is chicken, pepperoni, onions, black olives. But did it, have a t- did it have a tomato pizza. base? Yes. Tomato base, thin crust pizza. All of these are thin crust.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Uh, sorry. Say again. So they, it had pepperoni. It had <laughs> chicken. Chicken. All right. It had onion, onions. All right, red onions. onions. Yeah. Oh, what I else? love onions.
2: And then it had black olives.
0: Black olives. All right. Yes. Okay. That sounds good to me.
2: That's the Teru pizza.
0: All right. The Teru pizza is getting ordered. I don't know whether they have any breadsticks here at this place, so maybe we won't have breadsticks.
2: They I thought a pizza place doesn't have breadsticks. It's <laughs> just
0: bread. They got garlic <laughs> knots. I guess that's bread, right? Is that good enough?
2: Why don't Why don't you just want to order from from the actual hut? I uh, no. No no? No, 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 no. Well, let me tell you. Actually, that's good because I had half the, of a small of a medium Links of pizza, and it boomed me into the next dimension. <laughs> it literally boomed me into the next. I ate it. I roasted my own garlic too. I had garlic in the house. I roasted it and put it on the pizza because that's because this pizza has roasted garlic on it. And so they don't do that in the U.S. They only do it in Canada, Pizza Hut, because Canadian Pizza Hut is just superior for some reason.
0: That and so
2: I, I put it on. I ate it, and it felt like I ate a brick. About th- two hours later, it felt like I'd eaten a brick. <laughs>
3: So, all right. It that says that this
0: pizza is going to get here in like 35 minutes. So we're going to be halfway Whoa. through talking about something and there's going to be a knock at the door and we're going to have a Teru pizza that I can share with you all.
4: Wait, wait, before we move on, because I saw Bren's like video of him ordering the breadsticks is breadsticks in the U.S. It's like a big pizza that you just like pull apart. No, that- no, no. That wait, was just a so- place that he ordered from. That's not a Pizza Hut. So what, what? What breadsticks are the what I'm thinking of, right? Like those fat little long ones that look like a breadstick.
2: <laughs> they're a stick of bread. Yes. <laughs> they are. Yeah. In fact, they are a stick of bread. Yes.
0: So what did Bren order? Bren ordered breadsticks, but what they had done is they'd made a cheese pizza and sliced it into sticks, and that was it. That was their version <laughs> of breadsticks. Was whatever like, pizza place he'd ordered from. Apparently, there there is no you know strict hard and fast definition. People are just playing fast and loose with it. So. Uh, yeah, the, they
2: have the U.S. government hasn't stepped in to regulate the breadstick industry yet, <laughs> which is despite the cries for help from everyone, just saying that when they need help in some some standards, they haven't done it yet. Now,
0: I, I um, want to ask all of you: When the Vancouver Titans won against Boston three 0 were you riding on the hype train? Did you believe they were going to win against the Washington Justice? Yes. Yes. Wait, this is this, this, this is historic. Is <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? what? <laughs> like what is It's that? just it's just a cheese pizza. It's literally just it a is. cheese pizza.
0: Yeah, that's just a cheese pizza. Also, if you just put the red sauce on top, it is just a pizza but backwards.
2: <laughs> <which is just laughs> well, I mean, what, wait but is so is there is there no base on that was it just no. was it just cheese on top of the bread yeah it was that's what cheese it was? On oh bread. okay yeah. so so yeah it was a pizza backwards okay yeah. i thought it was just a straight up cheese pizza like one it had marinara sauce like on the base <laughs> too i thought they had given him a cheese pizza
0: no not quite all right the, i've asked did you buy into the vancouver stonks against the justice
2: Uh, I did, but not, I wasn't so much buying into Vancouver. It was more so being so incredibly low on the Washington justice that I believed, I do not think that they could like, essentially they would trip and fall on the way from the practice facility to like, you know, home because (laughs) I I just don't believe they're coordinated anymore.
0: I put out a tweet saying that they were technically the worst team in the West because they'd gone zero nine. They hadn't won maps off anybody. Even, even the London Spitfire had won a map from somebody. They'd won two, I think in one in each of their matches. And uh, it did look devastatingly poor for the Justice. But Jonathan? Jonathan always believes in the Justice, doesn't he? No. He always no, believes. We've got a no. little segment here you called little, Reinforces Relationship with the Washington Justice. With what? <laughs> with the Washington... <laughs> reinforces Relationship oh with the Justice. Oh, my God.
1: Talk to me. No, it's like therapy. Uh, no, look, okay. I, I, no, no, no. I, I could totally have seen Washington Justice lose. Like, I didn't predict Washington because I thought, thought they'd win. Like, I, I just i could with me and Custa had this conversation on the saturday they lost to the run to defiant yeah. it's like if you were in the position of washington justice you're 0-9 and, and now you have to deal with the pressure of playing against the vancouver titans like that's unreal pressure so i could have i mean assassin didn't have the best of games but i could have totally seen them just like muck it up completely uh because they fell to the pressure of playing the vancouver titans everyone was talking about vancouver the hype was unreal um if Washington had bought into that sentiment and, like, choked, I could have easily seen them do that. But you wouldn't
0: do it. it. I, I was just, you couldn't lock in what? the win for Vancouver. I saw you tweet. You tweeted as if you were prepping Vancouver
1: 3-0. Yeah. And he, then you he, couldn't he do us. it. I lied to the people. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I just uh, had to hold on to my belief of the Washington justice. I mean, it's the Vancouver Titans, for fuck's sake. So I, I just <laughs> believed in the Washington justice. Like You were right. Ha- have you never, ha- like, believed you in something? You yeah, believed true. in something, and then your belief is like proven false, and then you're just like fuck it. Like, like at this point, you know, I'm, I'm fucking. I mean, in, I'm invested. That's just like, the, that's the just the gambler's
0: fallacy. That you're 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 like pot committed on the Washington okay. Justice. No, so but it's different. It's my different. relationship Johnny's, with it's the
1: Justice it was gambler's fallacy was my prediction <laughs> was based on. There, there yeah. you go. There was no analysis, no reasoning. It was gambler's fallacy. Well, what do you?
0: What did you think about their performance? Because me and Bren were casting this game, and I, I, I well, I just want to leave it there. What What did I, you think of your of this team's performance?
4: I I don't think Washington Justice played that well. I think Vancouver just applied negative pressure in the entire game. Like Washington was able to do anything. The reason Assassin memps every like second EMP is because he just like forces it time and time again but he was never required to force it he could just sort of walk around and decay just took an enormous poo all over the entire roster as well and i one of the reasons i actually thought washington might lose as well after their loss i there was a part of me that thought decay wasn't going to show up to the match like he he, did you see him in that post-match uh in the post-game uh
1: videos like he just walked he was just he was i mean yeah
2: you didn't see him he had left
4: yeah
1: (laughs) he just ran he literally ran away like Usually, yeah. they turn off their cameras. The just ran away from the setup itself. I don't know if you had to take a shit or something, but it looked like it. Uh, <laughs> the, the Washington Justice, I don't think they play that well either. I put out that tweet afterwards about, like, come on, here's the 2018 on a Spitfire storyline or whatever. I've asked yeah. interacting with it. I had so many people in the replies who genuinely despised me for that take. <laughs> like, they, they straight up just. Like, so, I think someone uh, was like, end yourself or something. Like, genuinely really? hatred because I tweeted out that they, they were going to, like, win the championship or something. I don't truly believe that. I, I was just, like, fucking about. They weren't right, that right. good. You're playing into the it. The Vancouver Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're I, playing I just, into the character. Johnny, when playing I
2: responded to that tweet, yeah. by the way, I was not in a good mental state. I had predicted <laughs> for the Vancouver Titans to win, and they had lost, and I had had, yeah. like three or four drinks and I was in a goth costume. Yeah, and So it was just, it was it not like my a long best day for,
1: moments. It was
2: not my best moments, honestly, I, there.
1: I posted a picture of it on my Twitter, card. I don't know if you bother finding it, but like I posted a yeah. picture in the replies of Avast there on stream, uh, <laughs> I w- but yeah, I was people so were mad. furious. I was so yeah. mad. Yeah, people like were forgot so how to play them.
2: Overwatch. But also the Vancouver Titans, like when you think about it too, on a level two, when you watch your game versus Boston and then you watch your game versus Justice, it's like it's like they hit their head and forgot <laughs> how to play Overwatch or something. It's like they they it's like that one guy where he hit his head and he became a massive savant. It's like ti- di- the Titans did that once versus Boston and they learned how to play Overwatch and then they hit their head again and then forgot how to play Overwatch again in the next <laughs> match. And like I've never seen a more passive Pharaoh from Teru as well when they yeah, played like yeah, the Pharaoh, like watch. it was such a ridiculously passive Pharaoh play. And and just the whole match was just decided by and I really just watched Decay own the entire time. You have to click on the the image, Kurt. You have to actually click on it and open it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't click on that when I was scrolling past it. I thought it was just a picture of the
1: of, like, wow. Corey in there, the back. There is a vast in his prime following yeah. uh, the loss to the Watchers. I was so process. upset. I was You've very upset. the
4: 3 0 as well.
2: I, I, was, I, I, I went for the 3 0 because Justice to me looked abysmal going into that match. They looked, and I strongly believe they had entered a, a mental boom I've never before seen. Like a straight up, like such a mental boom that it's, it's stuff of Legends. Yeah. Like stuff words like the memes of like London Spitfire packing up their stuff in 2018. <laughs> like that sort of mental boom like that I thought we were at. But it just, I just, I, I should have known not to predict for the, the Vancouver Titans. I should have known. Mm. Honestly.
0: What a week. I mean, those games were just bananas. I, I me and, me, I, what I've noticed recently is, me and Bren, the style that we cast with for some reason really bothers fans. Like the, the it really annoys fans. I think maybe because we don't like gas up a team when they're three 0 in some somebody that's bad. But the Justice fans were very angry about how we casted <laughs> that game because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had, I had. Normally, I don't get any tweets of people being angry. I'm sure there's people out there somewhere, you know, who are tweeting on yeah. their own accounts, but but no one really. At me. I had two or three people at me about it, and then a couple of people who were tweeting on the side and stuff, and I think someone added Brennan as well, and the the, the the there were a few Justice fans who were like, "Brennan side who are so biased, they come into this game just expecting Justice to be bad, so they don't give them any credit when they win. And I'm like, I'm trying to, when I'm casting, I'm trying to tell whether it's Justice being excellent, or Vancouver being shit, you know? And I really believed when I was watching that game that it was just... Quite poo from the titans <laughs> yeah. and so you just can't give all the credit in the world to to justice but it it, it definitely rubs people the wrong way when you approach a game like that
1: there are uh, there were some wonky moments this week D- didn't you cast a Spitfire spitfire toronto defiant game too no yes maybe uh, wait did i i can't No, remember. you cast a toronto defiant washington as well i mean there yes. were some mental games that I mean, that, that call the that Assassin caster Men. call from Bren with the the ISIC or whatever. I mean that's that's this season's best caster call. Yeah. Like when Assassin EMP's like a brick wall and he goes like call the eSports commission, the integrity commission, like incredible some unreal entertainment uh, Johnny was giggling
4: for that. I think 15 minutes as we're watching oh, yeah. this game Johnny was just watching it back and forth over I, and over again. so here's
1: the thing I would go back after the broadcast right like we're done with the broadcast like we've unplugged our things at like 9 p.m I'd go back and watch that clip by myself and like <laughs> feel pain from getting Washington Pred <laughs> wrong but at the same time enjoying the cast like every time I pulled up that clip I was a reminder of how Hard, Washington Justice disappointed me. Because that was double points as well. And I didn't get my double points. Uh, so, yeah, that, that hit me <laughs> extra hard. All right. Well, here's but, another franchise that's
0: following a somewhat similar path to recent justice, actually, in terms of having lost, 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 <laughs> lost, 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 and then finally getting a win. Here's my topic for you, addressing the Florida mayhem here. Is there any hope left for Florida and OG? Because... I know that this guy is gassed up I, on him. I, but their route. Oh my god, the, the pan is bubbling over on the stove.
4: Uh, <laughs> sorry, too.
3: <seconds>. Well, <laughs>
4: defend yourself. You put them I, Did you put them uh, forth
2: in uh, in the West? Listen, well, first of all, what a more what what more apt a moment to start this than the pan <laughs> being a disaster in the kitchen, like everything's boiling over. Up. It's just a like it's just a mess. But I don't know if I... Let me, check, let me check my rankings to make sure I put them for... Hey, they I, did put them they well. I did put them forth. They paid well. I did put them fourth. I did put them fourth. And here's my... So here it is. Now, I might be stuck. I'm going to be on I'll be completely real. I might be like Johnny. I could be stuck in just a loop of creding for the Mayhem. Like, I'm just fucking... I'm, I'm just on the Copium, like, straight next level. It's very possible. But I dare you to look at that match versus the Atlanta Reign and look at their match with Boston and tell me that team does not look like really good currently, especially their Atlanta rain match. And like, they look and you compare that currently to like, what other teams that you been put close to them? Like eternal outlaws shock. Maybe when yeah, you look at that gladiators. performance versus the rain, like, I don't think they're better than like, I didn't think they're better than gladiators or fuel or rain or anything like that. But like, when you look at their contemporaries and you watch that rain match and you see them versus uprising, they look good. They look good. They look really good. Like, they really do. Like, the one thing I hate about that team still is that they do look disjointed at points. But when BQB and Yaki just say, I'm not going to lose the video game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will not lose the video game today. They will just win. They Like, I straight up believe in that DPS duo. So, like, so hard. Like, just so fucking hard when they're, like, on it. And they're just, like, feeling really, really good. Because Yaki, for me, it would be, like, if I'm building a super team, Yaki's one of the, the DPS players. Oh, he's crazy, team. yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. Oh, he's absolutely I just well-class. think they're, just think they're but, crazy. But, it,
0: but all of this doesn't matter unless they make play-ins, because they have literally fucked their season so hard that they are now on the outside looking in for even a shot at making, like, the bracket. They're, they're one of the yeah. three teams in the West that isn't currently even going to make yes. the bracket, so it doesn't matter how good you are. They're like the Vancouver Titans in 2019, where they're just taking a turd on everybody, but it doesn't...
4: Uh, Sorry, the Washington Justice But all they have to do, they just have to win two matches. If
2: they win two matches here, they're in. Or if they go to Countdown Cup and make like third and get a league point, they're in.
4: Well, they need to win probably both their matches. But they play against the Houston Outlaws and the Los Angeles Glideas. Do you think they can win both of those matches? There's a chance. Like, there's a chance. Okay, don't get me wrong. The, maybe the reason I'm just so down on Florida is if you go, I've been there. If you go zero and seven, zero and eight, you're just boom. Doesn't matter how much a redemption arc is. I don't see them stringing it together. And like Yak and BQB can take over games, but they're playing against great DPS players as well. Like I think you got Dante Happy, and then you got Kevster Birdring or you know Kevster Mirror. Like I think those guys can take it one on one with those guys. And it just takes that little bit of thing that I think will just like push OG off the edge because OG, as much as he had a great uh, couple of series against the Atlanta Rain and the Boston Uprising, he did do a little bit of feeding from time to time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with all that. I do think, so I'm going to be, I don't know if they can be GLADS, honestly. I think GLADS, very complete team currently. Yeah. And, but Houston, I t- 100% believe they can beat Houston. 100% uh, believe that, especially when they're performing. If they played like they played versus Rain, they should have won that match. They should have won that match and they beefed it on Sanctum. They beefed it so fucking hard on Sanctum. I've never seen such a beef before. That like that they should have won that match straight up. But I mean, it's, it was impressive from Reign all the same. But I, I feel like if they had that performance, they will 100% be Houston. Glad's it's up in the air. Up in yeah. the air, Glad's. I, I also
0: felt like Atlanta threw this map away though as well. I am yeah. remembering correctly, right? Like this was a map where Atlanta Rain just played the Ryan completely on defense the entire time. And like And they play like Symmetra. The like, at the why end, is
4: like... Pelican on Symmetra when you're both playing shields with like double, like they're playing double hit scan? Like, what are you TPing into? Like, well, how do you win using that? Like, they wasted so much time on this map trying to force this Symmetra. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. A question for you, Saicho. You mentioned a lot, talked a lot about OG's Wrecking Ball and how it's been one of his best heroes so yeah. far this season. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Florida Mayhem pretty much having... Strictly success playing Reinhardt or Risa with his brig and bat composition. It's pretty much the most successful comp like in these past two matches. Yeah. Do, do I, you I think th- they should like stick to more dive and like Yaki Farah or do you think they should just rely on like the shield comps?
0: I don't know. To me, it doesn't seem to make that much difference what the rest of Florida are playing as long as BQB and Yaki pop off. I know that's an insanely reductive argument, but it does seem like every team fight it just requires. BQB and Yaki to go crazy. And whether you've got like OG setting them up on the ball or not, it's almost like the rest of the team just has to not throw, and eventually BQB or Yaki will generate them an advantage in these fights just by virtue of being a a fantastic DPS duo. Um, So I don't really have that many strong opinions on what the Florida Mayhem should be playing. Against Houston, you know that Houston so far, at least, have been solely running um, the... like. Tracer sombra stuff, right? They've been running ball zen the whole time, as far as I can remember.
4: And well, not in their most recent match. Remember, everyone got really upset at them for playing they played the jig zen. Bap. Yeah, they played they played, the Bap. They played Bap oh, they zen did. and just they went down Bap on zen, that hill, and
0: yeah, it looked awful. Fuck. Forgot about that. Yeah, because in my head I was thinking they haven't played any Farrah, but they have actually played some of that.
2: Yeah, I actually think well. that Florida Mayhem, when you watch these fights too, I actually think they they understand their win conditions relatively well, though, on the comps. Like, r- when I was watching this particular map uh, as well, like, yeah, did Mayhem's comps or Reign's comps kind of be wonky? But Mayhem really did a good job of understanding, like, okay, we need to, like, we're we no winner ult disadvantage, we need to be aggressive, right? Because we need to take the space tonight. Like, I feel like Mayhem, their tanks were really understanding like how much space they need to take and like what they need to do in that moment to like set up a good win. Like right here, holding really aggressively, knowing that they have the rally advantage they can put them here and just drop the shatter. Even yeah. if you don't get any kills, you can get the lamp out, right? I feel like Mayhem legitimately look like a way better team, even without Yaki and BQB popping the fuck off. Yeah, so no, that's think, why no, I'm kind of fun. on the hopium for them is that it looked like that? it wasn't just them owning. It was legitimately a team that sort of was like making moves and like taking fights and making being very like aggressive.
0: Fair fair enough then. But I want to ask, I want to pose this question because like Custer said earlier, they kind of have to win both of their matches coming up. So if you're not favoring them against the Gladiators, if they do win their match against the Houston Outlaws, they still need league points from the Countdown Cup. So how likely do you think that, how likely do you just think them getting play-ins is in general? So either their path is beating Gladiators and Houston seems unlikely because they'd, it, it is possible, but what is the chance of that? Like, 30% 30% or so something. So to that clarify, they both of those games? I think
1: even if they win out, I think. Oh, no, never mind. No, Sorry. they just need to win out because they, to
2: have, because they have, because they got that one extra league point from May Melee. All yeah. they have to do is win out and they are in, they're in plans. That's no, all, they, they, get all gonna, get they get over yeah. Boston, right? Uh,
1: yes. Yeah, but isn't the, I, I think the second tiebreaker is regular season wins. It is. Before yes. it's the head to head, yes. So if they on, end on the similar league points as Boston or Paris, uh, they because they have one league point, they're worse in the tiebreaker. So they need to get one more league point than Boston, who are at seven, Florida are at six. So Yeah, so they uh, need to win the
2: last two games. They, win the last two games. Games. they need to win the last and two, two games. Yeah. yeah, And they so get over the Boston.
1: Yeah. And they're fine. That's uh, all yeah. they need. They just need to win uh, two games and they're in. And I'm trying to find Boston. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Boston are done. Yeah, Boston are done. Yeah, they're done. But here's the other thing. If they
0: only win one of those games, if they go one and one right, which is somewhat likely, I could see them beating the Houston Outlaws yeah. and losing Gladiators, or maybe even the other way around. It's it's very possible they go one-on-one one this week. How likely do you think it is that they go to the Countdown Cup and get at least one league point, which they would have to finish third to get a league point. So they would have to make it through the entire bracket in the West, and then they have to be able to beat one of the teams that's there in the Countdown Cup, one of the Eastern teams or the other Western team that's arrived. To me, the season's fucking over. Like, I just can't see it happening. That both of those are so unlikely. Even though they've got two different routes, the chances of them doing it are like, I don't know, maybe, maybe 30% in total. Maybe yeah. if you like, added up all of the different
4: percentages. It, you also need to remember, if they go two and two, so let's say they do lose to the Gladiators and they like they go two and two, they might not even qualify for the uh, for the Countdown Cup, for the Plains, because it depends on their map score, really, because right, there'll be right. a bunch of people who go two and two with map scores. So, I, yeah, I think you, that Gladiators match is a must win. I agree with Josh that it, it, I I think they're improving and I think they are good, but their ability to get one league point in Hawaii, I think, is so low.
1: So, I okay, well... I know this wasn't part of what we're supposed to talk about right now. But how do you feel about the Gladiators then? Because I feel like Gladiators have their own set of problems, whereas Florida Mayhem are actually kind of popping right now. I think Gladiators is probably like a top four team in NA. I mean, it's like, what, Dallas, Atlanta. Uh, I'd have
2: Glads next, Gladiators. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly, right? But the whole mirror on Farah situation, and yeah. Sombra Tracer, that kind of stuff. Like, there are... I think Florida absolutely have a chance against the gladiators i'm trying to find the maps and maybe that will help us but well
4: because the i went back and watched that match of the gladiators when um when they were playing and the mirror moth mercy it just makes them so one-dimensional right when mirror is in they're gonna play farah and they don't have the adaptation in the middle of matches and that is in my opinion the biggest weakness for the gladiators because you know what they're gonna do before you even enter the map so I, they, their wins were, they lost to the Atlanta reign in a map five, which, you know, Atlanta is a good team in the West and then they three owed the justice, but who didn't three the justice, I guess, uh, throughout this tournament. But, uh, I don't know. Like I need to see more from them. This is one of those things of like, is gladiators going to shit the better? Or are they going to get good? Like, I feel like they have a history of just not playing to their potential. And I think they'd be breaking the mold if they did very, very well in the countdown cup.
1: So if it helps for any of you guys, the maps are for Florida gladiators, Ilios Anubis, King's Row, Rialto, and Legion Tower. I think that's winnable for Florida.
4: That's really good
2: for
1: Florida. They're good yeah. on Anubis and
2: they're good on Rialto.
1: And King's Row, like you can rely on OG's Ryan. OG's,
2: OG's Ryan actually looked okay yeah. when, they played, when they played versus the Rain too. I mean, for me, if I were to pick the more likely outcome to them they qualify, it's they beat Glads in Houston. It's not that they go to Hawaii and get, yeah. and get third, yeah. it's that they beat Glads in Houston. I think that is the far more tenable route for them and i think it's super achievable because they also have to remember mayhem they're fighting for their fucking life like you know they're fighting for their fucking life out there and like so they're gonna be going into all those matches and they're you you can tell when you were watching their faces this weekend like every single map win they were fucking pumped like they were ecstatic like like i just think that this is like the perfect combination for mayhem to make the planes to literally salvage it in some sort of like crazy miracle on the ice moment
3: (laughs)
4: i I will say i really hope florida do make it i would much prefer to see florida in the plains than see like a boston in the plains like no offense to boston but i just think florida have more opportunities to make things happen in the playoffs and i think they do deserve they have great players like yaki just sometimes refuses to lose like he's just like no we're not going to lose this match and i would love to see playoff yaki
0: it's quite incredible for any team to get boomed by a team that had an eight match loss streak in the middle of the season though if you if you end up missing out on play-ins due to that team overtaking you, <laughs> fuck, that's gotta feel bad. That has gotta feel so brutal. But I, I'm kinda there with you, Scott. Like I think it would be more entertaining to watch the Florida Mayhem play because their ceiling is higher. Yeah. Let's let's move on instead of talking about the Western race for the play-ins. We'll talk about the Western race for the playoffs because the Dallas Fuel have locked in that spot. But to me, it's a three-way race. This is what I was talking about in the broadcast as well. Between There's, there's two spots left, right, that are guaranteed into playoffs. And to me, it's between the Atlanta Rain, who are current frontrunners for it, then the San Francisco Shock and the Houston Outlaws. The Gladiators are lagging behind. It doesn't really look like they've got any feasible opportunity to leapfrog multiple teams and get up the top there unless they do insanely well in the Countdown Cup. But it, it seems like a three-horse race with uh, Atlanta, Shock, Houston. Which of those three do you feel more uh, confident about? Because even though the Atlanta in are winning right now, they still need probably some level of league points to be able to secure it because of that tiebreaker where it's
1: actual regular season wins that end up boosting you through. Yeah, so if we look at the standings, uh, these, are not show, uh, yeah, these don't points, show... Yeah, these don't show league points fine. on over.gg
0: actually. It's better to look at the uh, league website because over.gg hasn't been updated in a long time.
1: Yeah, uh, or Liquipedia is good as well. So Atlanta Reign, they're second right now with 12 league points and 11 wins. And they're done, right? So they'll set 12 points unless they get a point from Countdown Cup uh, playoffs, which they could. I mean, they're that good. Uh, San Francisco Shock are third. They're at 10 points, two behind Atlanta at 10 wins. Um, and Houston are at 10 points as well with 10 regular season wins. Um, Shock, to be honest, are in a really good position here. Because if they win out and get 12 league points, they have the tiebreaker over Atlanta Reign for their regular season wins. There's, they'll have 12 regular season wins over Atlanta's 11. And I think they're playing Vancouver and Toronto this yeah. week. Oh wow. Those are Shock. so winnable. Yeah. yeah. So winnable. So Atlanta, almost, to secure their place, will, will almost... Definitely have to get a league point, yeah. Um, in a way, yeah.
0: That, that's what <sighs> I've been. That's what I've been thinking. But but also, they don't need to if the Outlaws beat it, right? Like there's sure. three, sure. there's three <laughs> spots there. So the Atlanta Rain only lose their position if the Houston Outlaws and the Shock both win out. And the Outlaws do play against the Mayhem, and that is an extremely losable game. They also play
2: them. against the Glads, sure. Yeah. And
0: that's another. I mean, yeah. they're not even favored in that game. You could argue they may be favored against the Mayhem, but they're they're straight up not favored against Gladiators right now. I think. Yeah. So that that would be tough. What do you, what do you think the Outlaws chances are of going 2 and 0 in those games? Like do you think that they have a chance to fix the mistakes that they brought into their matches or really it was just that one match? Cuz they looked great in yeah. the first one. They just dismantled the opposition.
4: I I think they struggle from the same issue that I had with the Gladiators where they don't have the flexibility especially when they have Jake playing in that we've seen a lot of teams have been going back and forth between the dive and the Arista stuff. And that's really the best course of action. If they have Jake in the lineup, they don't really want to move away from that brig. They they can't really play that mercy. So it makes it hard for them. And we haven't seen any juvie. I don't believe in the countdown cup. So they are very pigeonholed. I would say outlaws is probably in my opinion, the least likely team to make it into this top three playoffs, but I think they are most likely to beef it. And why I think Shock and Gladiators have potential to make points, uh, go two and zero, or make points in the uh, countdown cup.
3: Yeah, yeah. for the, for the um, Gladiators
0: specifically, they'd have to go two and zero, and they'd need league point, or at least one league point, perhaps multiple league points, in order to like get their position. So they are they are firmly on the outside looking in.
4: Yeah, but think- I think the Gladiators will beat the Outlaws in their head head to head match. So um, that's where I, what I'm contingency on.
1: Yeah. Um, do you think do you like the Houston Outlaws what they're running now do you think that they should play more like the Florida Mayhem does with putting uh, Django and maybe like the Reinhardt and the Orisa? should they play more like Brig, Bapp or do we like what they're doing right now with Crimso things and Jake Brig um, and Django played a shit ton of wrecking ball right in week one uh, I, I feel like they can't play far either right like we haven't seen far mercy from them Jake playing the mercy at all and I don't think that's a great move, maybe, compared to some of these top teams. It feels like a team that still has stuff to figure out in this meta. But they came into week one, so you know you can't be too harsh because everyone was weird in week one. But yeah, um, it feels like they're a bit unproven in that regard, I feel like.
0: Yeah, I think the Outlaws have had enough time to be able to figure out what was going on. I don't necessarily think that they have like a huge amount of depth in their roster, but if you bring back Juby to play the Brig, and you can keep that level of quality in your backline, and then you have... Happy and Dante, they're probably not going to play Farrakoms, but if they can flex over to playing um like Happy on some level of long-range hit scan has been pretty effective. He could play the Hanzo as well. You've got um You've got some level of flexibility there where you can mix and match uh your 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 style. You don't have to be rigid and stick to one thing. I what? think they came in with a bit of a like Stiff read on the meta. They started in that first match, and all they were playing was just the balls and brig comps. And then they, yeah, swapped it up for that second game, and they were playing like bap zen backline. Unusual, I think, and it really failed to deal with Pelican. But at the same time, they're playing against the Atlanta Rain. You know, like they're they're a good team, and Pelican was on a fucking heater that game. I don't think that I'm I'm not personally too low on the Outlaws.
4: I I think the thing I want to see from the Outlaws is we've seen a lot of Hanzo from a lot of the East and even the West is adopting a bit more. I want to go back to the Happy Hanzo. You guys remember that in May Melee and it just like single-handedly won them a match. I think they could easily go that way. Put Happy on Hanzo, Danto, Tracer and play more of that Arissa Ryan. Like we've seen teams specifically the Florida Mayhem make that work. Outlaws can definitely adopt that. And with that, they can keep Jake in. He can play the Brig, keep doing the calling like I'm sure he's doing. I think that could be a good look for them.
2: Yeah, I tend to totally agree with that. I think I think overall the outlaws are like I don't even mind the Brig Zinn either because I feel like Jake's Brigida was solid, like it was perfectly fine. And Crimzo, I much prefer Crimzo on heroes like Zinorana than I do his BAP on average because he's kind of just like he he's just like a he's kind of a mechanical mastermind in a lot of ways. Like he has that's the really strong point for Crimzo is his mechanics. Um, so I really like Houston on that comp. So. I'm not low on Houston, but to me, the obvious front runners for the three spots are going to be like Fuel, Rain, and Shock, because Shock's schedule is so good, and Rain are just so amazing currently, and I feel like Houston's schedule is currently very hard, and it, does, it doesn't seem nearly as likely they're going to be able to get into the top three.
0: There was I was just looking up a stat here that uh, before their match where they lost to the Atlanta Rain, they were 12-2 and on maps where Jake played. Despite yeah, the fact plan. that like Jake was coming in and playing this like weird looking mercy at various times and you know, his his Brig had some. But most of those were on Brigida. Most of those yeah. maps were on Brigida maps. But so. but also I feel like in a in like an uh, the the eye test would have indicated that they were having some some wobbliness in those kind of rotations. But the statistics would indicate that just having him in there is a big boon to them. Their their win rate is like I don't even know what that is. Was that like eighty eighty five percent or something compared to their normal, which is like sixty? It, it was something like that before they went into that game against Atlanta. So it's I don't know. I found that pretty interesting to think about because I would not have expected, like if you'd asked me what do you think the win rate of Jake is this season, I wouldn't have said before the Atlanta game. Like it was insanely high. I just thought it was probably around the same as it was when they were running juby. Uh yeah. the Atlanta Rain. I, I want to take a moment to talk about the rain here and their chances of making a deep run in the Countdown Cup. I th- would we agree that they're currently looking like the best team in the in the West?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would agree, yes, but I feel like obviously their last match versus Fuel was not a great indicator where Fuel currently stands. Uh because okay. they themselves have also stated the Shanghai thing, like we're resting, we're taking the easy right. Yeah. But more than like, I mean, what's Fuel's chance even going to Countdown Cup now? Like, it's like...
0: Essentially, nil, but deal? it's, it's possible. So, it, yeah. it is still theoretically possible, but in if the likely outcomes occur, they'll be outside of it.
2: I, I think at this point, though, like, whatever that may be, like, yeah, Rain is definitely looking like the best team. In West, okay, so I think.
0: assuming Rain looks like the best team, and also thinking about those outcomes where they might need to get at least one league point... Where do you guys put the realistic outcomes for the Atlanta Reign in the Countdown Cup? If if they're, if they're one of the favorites from the West to be able to go, how do you see them matching up? Like, how deep can this team actually go in
1: a run? I actually think... I Had you asked me last week, and, and they actually asked this question on the desk, I, I would have said that I don't think Atlanta Reign is the best team right now. Um, but I, I'll be damned if they're not, like, one of the most well-put-together teams as it stands, with Shanghai and Dallas, like, taking quote-unquote, break. Like, Philadelphia, Seoul, Chengdu, all in the APAC region. I would have probably said that Chengdu is the best team, um, just because we saw what we saw from them in the Summer Showdown playoffs. Uh, We haven't seen all of their qualifying games yet, but I I just feel comfortable uh, betting on the Chengdu Hunters in the current meta, what they can bring to the table. But, like, it feels like the Atlanta Reign have stepped up that additional 10%, uh, which I also spoke about on the desk, where it's like you you start making active plays, um in mad man disadvantages you invest ults when it seems like you can't turn fights and you just do it because you're just confident in your abilities and you just pop off like all the individuals on a team um it feels like atlanta has has added something that they didn't possess in the june justin summer showdown so they're probably the favorites at this point you think they're the favorites for the countdown cup i mean who else would you say it's like them or chengdu right I mean, uh, I'm actually looking at Philly and Soul. I, I think mean, Philly and Soul. I mean, there's Fusion right
2: now and now. Dynasty as well.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, there's Philly I, Soul, I, Fusion and Dynasty. Okay, I'm 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 not super confident here. I'm questioning my own opium, but, I, but like, I've seen some stuff from Soul and Philly where I'm not completely sold. Like they're okay. good, but they're All not. Right. No, I'm, I, not, I'm not confidently predicting them as favorites. The Fusion and Soul. I'm not sure there is the a confident favorite.
0: I I. Yeah. I I know that's a cop-out answer, but it, I don't get the same feeling as I did in the last stage where I was like, Shanghai's going to win this shit. Or in the previous stage where I'm like, Dallas Fuel are the clear favorites. Now, they ended up losing the June Joust, but I think that was like an insane comeback from the Shanghai Dragons, more so than the actual analysis being off. But it's felt like every stage there has been a team where you just, you just get the feeling that they are going
1: to rampage through the tournament. Yeah, I At feel like, like Atlanta are locked in. Really? And that's what I don't get from Philly and Seoul. Okay. Do, I, do you I, feel like they're locked in in the same manner?
4: I, I don't agree. I think the issue is the East, right? Like I have no. If you ask me who's the best team in the East right now, I don't know because like Philly and Seoul have been going back and forth. They played this weekend, right? And it was it was yeah, a very yeah. close series. Shanghai has obviously been uh you're kind of like slowing down, and they just don't look anywhere well, that, near. They're as not even in the Countdown Cup. So are, uh, are they officially out of the yes, Countdown Cup? They're out. Or, I think I think they're pretty I, much out, right? I think because Cheng they only
0: have. Ju- Chengdu has to lose their last two games and
3: they're playing oh, against the Valiant. Yeah. So and there's no out. way they lose. They're there's no way that Chengdu
4: yeah so, yeah, so they're negative one map score. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, so they're, they're just out. So it's like, who is the best? I wouldn't say whoever get, takes that fourth spot is going to be competitive, but Fusion Dynasty Hunters, I don't know who's better. Like I think Hunters is a great shout because as Johnny said, from what we saw from them in the Summer Showdown, they were very good. And they did look good in their matches that they played this weekend. But I... <sighs> Is the Atlanta style, have they changed their style enough to be able to get over the East? Like, and even in the East, like, Seoul and Philly are both playing very slow styles. They're not playing as heavy of a dive as you see from the Chengdu Hunters with That's my, what's my interesting. My issue is, go with on,
1: both of these teams, sorry, before we go on, is that Seoul, they threw their series against Shanghai Dragons. I watched that game live because I couldn't sleep, but, like, they should have won that. They had a really good opportunity to close things out on Blizzard World, and... Profit just like c9 it was one of those so he touched the yeah, card yeah. before the three second mark and he just didn't ended up touching it but like they should have won that series and then they threw on busan as well in the fifth map um they looked really good on anubis philadelphia fusion they should be four no but they also threw their match against the Seoul dynasty like they looked really bad in those final maps against Seoul, and that's why both teams are three and one so there's some stuff yeah they look really promising they look really good at times but I'm not confident in them as favorites. So between, because of those two matches, really, where these teams <laughs> look kind of shaky, there it is. I feel there like Chengdu is. and Atlanta are the only two teams that I confidently know that they'll play at a very high level um, pretty much every match.
0: All right. Well, we're taking a small is. interruption here. Small interruption. This is a Teru pizza. All right. What, oh, 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 let me show you without throwing it on the table. What do you think of that?
2: it looks solid honestly that if looks that pretty good.
1: Have, I, if that pizza was at a party that would be the pizza i'd grab you know
2: yeah. if there was no black olives on it though it would be amazing you think black, no, olives black
1: olives
0: make it worse i think black olives. i don't are like black fantastic. olives
2: on pizza i'm gonna be honest i don't like it oh
0: olives are so good i used to hate yeah. them when i was a kid but now that my palate has matured yeah they're, they're pretty excellent <laughs> well, a they, pineapple I on had, there I as well like Mm. Like I it. think you're a child of Ast. I think that's what I'm I love the it.
2: onion. The onion's amazing. I f- I love the onion. If throw some like throw some spinach on there or something shit. Like, Gary, right, yeah, but I just that's don't got like, like, like a don't
0: like you you saying I love the onion, I love the onion smacks of like a, a kid who thinks that adults love onions, you know, and they're like <laughs> yeah. and you're trying to get big boy points and you're like, But I like onions. I like onions. Uh, uh does anyone we'll want to slice? Yeah, yeah, so hold I, it up to I'd the love camera. One. <laughs> yeah. If you were here in person, you know, maybe I'll feed yeah, all right. All uh, right, the green screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Go <laughs> Wow,
4: well, well, look, look Custa ate that. Yeah, so that's a fast. pretty good pizza, man. No so yeah. okay. so pizza. What are, do what are you doing? What <laughs> are you
0: doing? you got to come to the edge. I can't. Oh, there we go. Oh. My camera's so uh,
2: far away. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my camera's so fucking far away. Jonathan, I'll. I'll... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Oh, my audio cut out. Oh, cloud.
4: yeah. That's not going to get taken out of context. <laughs> oh, that's
2: really good. That's really good. Okay, let's hear the review. Taste the umami of the terrible flavor.
1: One bite, Where everyone knows it? rules. Is it weird that I can, like... I, I haven't tasted it, but I know what it tastes I, like. I, I feel the same
4: way. I know what you mean. <laughs> I feel like I know what it tastes like. One bite, everyone knows the rules. Um, you took two
0: bites. What the one, fuck? One bite, everyone knows the rules.
1: Um, <laughs> are you the kind of guy who eats, uh, like... T- uh, you, you take a bite, and then you dip it again in, like, the ranch sauce or whatever you have next to the pizza?
3: Never well if, if i'm rich, the only one eating do it, yeah,
1: I will say i'm
0: normally i 'm normally a vegetarian, so eating all of this chicken and pepperoni is going to fuck my body right up Oh <laughs> my! but it's pretty good the, the The chicken's good. I love the red onion, it, it adds that little bit of crunch on top of it as well i don't think it needs the pepperoni i'm going to come out and say it. I think the pepperoni yes. is absolutely superfluous to the pizza as a whole. I agree. It would be perfectly fine with the chicken, the olive, the onion, and maybe... I don't know. Can some we craft another right? one?
4: Yeah, I think you put a bit of pineapple on there. Take away the pepperoni, what? put the pineapple. It adds no. that like little bit of sweetness to the pizza. No, I know this is a controversial. Pineapple take. and black olives. Okay, okay. This is yeah. Are yeah, you absolutely. a fucking freak? You, you put you put the pineapple on there and you put some, maybe some green pepper on there as well. You fry that. up. Green pepper, pineapple, oh, yeah. green pepper, yes, and black olive.
2: Pepper. Yes, it's a great. Pe- that's well, a great not pizza. the pineapple. I don't agree with the pineapple, but the, but the okay. green pepper. Mm, that sounds good. Hmm? That's a good time. Trust me. Yeah. That's what, uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he, you look pleased. You look pleased over there, Josh. You seem like you seem relatively happy. Listen, I'm telling you, this is a good pizza. Terry, Terry
0: did well. Terry did well. Yeah. His his far may not have been fantastic this week, but he's, <laughs> he's got a job as a chef. Anytime he likes. Anytime he likes.
4: You think I'm, he cares? He won one game. He he's over the moon.
2: Yeah. Right he's, now. He, earned, he earned breadsticks Absolutely. for all of Canada. They can't claim he right. did it for them.
0: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna eat this pizza the entire time while we're on it while we're on because otherwise you want to try be the breadsticks, um, well, the problem is it wasn't really breadsticks. I ordered the only... Oh, it's the garlic. The, the ...kind of breaded thing. Yeah. It's a garlic knot. So I assume they used Avast's trademark roasted garlic that you just put in the oven. <laughs>
2: probably not, because they don't put the roasted garlic on there. It's probably it's the garlic in the dough I mean, or something. These, or like I can tell powder. you, these
0: are absolutely slathered in butter. Oh, my these God. Are, that, I can see it glistening. I mean, look... Th- yeah, that's, that's immediately going to clog an artery. I don't know which one, but it's going to clog one of them. So... I feel like this is not a breadstick. It's not even similar to a breadstick. No, not really.
2: Bread, but it's not a stick.
3: Yeah.
2: Nor are most well, some breadsticks have the garlic butter like on it. So I mean That has so much
0: garlic butter on it. I mean, that is like (laughs) that that was that was difficult to bite into because it slid off my teeth. That's how buttered (laughs) up that was.
3: Hmm.
0: Well,
2: now you've tasted the Titans' win, sort of.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I've shared in their victory. I had to pay for it as we all did and yeah. uh, I enjoyed it. All right, very good. What were we up to?
2: <laughs> well, we had just we were talking about Seoul. Johnny made an eloquent an eloquent case mm, about how well, he didn't feel confident in Soul or Fusion. Well, I want to I want
0: to talk about the um, I want to talk about the APAC teams in a sec. But the next topic that I wanted to get into is what Avast was mentioning about Shanghai and Fuel. Now, Shanghai and Fuel have come out and said in multiple interviews that they are uh, essentially sandbagging they are deliberately taking it easy at the moment taking a rest uh, possibly deliberately not going to hawaii my question here is do you think there's a chance that it backfires that they by by trying to chill out a bit before the playoffs they don't kind of get the experience of playing against the best teams from the other region and get that chance to refine the meta that could be what's actually being played in the playoffs The that This, even though it has hero pools, is going to be somewhat similar, it seems, to the kind of stuff that people would play even if there were no hero pools in it.
4: All right. I think it comes down to the mentality of the team. I feel like you could see different results from the two different teams because one of the biggest things that players struggle to deal with is once you start losing, it's about not panicking, right? Like obviously they're going to get worse. They're not scrimming as much. If you just watch either of them play the games, they just don't look anywhere near as polished. Like they're they're not finishing things that they usually win. Their team coordination is a little off. They look like they're not scrimming. It's about when they get back to properly scrimming and really trying to focus, are they going to have that success quickly? And are they going to not freak out and start panicking of like oh my god we're losing are we going to start struggling in the playoffs obviously i think there's like four weeks until they start playing their first like playoff matches or something like that three weeks so they do have a long time to ramp up so i i kind of like the idea i'm sure for especially dallas people who have had to travel back and forth to hawaii this entire time it right. must have been absolutely a nightmare
1: yeah um the, the, we, we've talked about this pretty much like every episode now for the past couple of weeks so I feel like people know my take. The, the the way I'd like can describe this so that people understand. It's like everyone knows what it's like to take a break from Overwatch for like it can be like a month, you know, 3 months, whatever. I don't know how often the viewers play the game. But you you feel so much worse coming back to the game when you haven't played for a while. You're just like everything just happens so fast. You're like tracking ultimates, like everything is off, your aim, everything like that is worse off. The same thing applies to the professionals not to the same extent of course because they keep playing you know whether it's an hour two hours a day or whatever it is but when you start at such a ridiculous peak like shanghai dragons like dallas fuel if you play the game less you are going to lose some of that form you are obviously going to perform worse whether it's in scrims or in practice because you're not putting in the same time you're not as focused you're not in the same momentum not in the same form i i'm i'm always worried about people getting back to their top form getting back to their main melee June joust form that we saw the Shanghai Dragons and the Dallas Fuel in. Because once you leave that like incredible form where everything goes well, everything's clicking, you're playing your best comps, all tracking, initiation, everything is on point. Getting that back, that can take like a week or three weeks. And if you don't find it, you start questioning yourself. Like you, you lose some confidence. It's like, hey, are we going to find our groove? Is that going to come back? Um, these are teams that are played together for a very long time, but if you take an extended break and let's say we have a weird playoffs meta where it's like teams have to adjust, try, uh, adjust, try some new stuff. You know, we had Roadhog meta for a couple of years. It's like, the fuck do you do? You lose some confidence. We can't figure out the meta. It, it's it can be a slippery slope. So I'm always worried about teams taking time off. But as I said on broadcast, like what the fuck do you do if your players are burnt out? If they don't want to play the game, if they feel like they're performing worse because they're playing the game too much, you don't really have a choice, do you? So, I'm I've, worried, but I, they don't have a choice. I feel like. But I've got are. a
0: follow up question here as well. That's very, very pointed, loaded question. Do you think they're throwing to not get to Hawaii?
2: No, 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 no. no. That that's such a tie ty- Like anyone, I think that's a ter- only only dum dums say like a team's throwing. You know, like you could argue that like oh they're. Semi throwing by not trying their best, right? But at the end of the day, like taking it easy is not the same as intentionally trying to lose. It just means that you're not as prepared as you could have been. That's really all there is to it. So, I mean, I'm fine for it. I think they're, I think in this case for the fuel, though, it's more worrying, right? Shanghai, they've won a title before, not just like stage shows, but they've won like an actual title. And like they, they can be, It can be scary, you know, if it can be very scary, I think, if you're not in that position before. If you haven't had that experience and you're taking the time off, I feel like for fuel, they're kind of in untested waters where like we're taking time off. But we haven't actually shown that we can go through a whole season and like win it all at the end. You know? Yeah, but
0: neither of Shanghai. What are you talking about?
2: Oh wait, what am I saying? Shanghai have a one eye. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, I'm dumb. I was you, talking about 2018. Know, like, did dumb. I forget something? Like, <laughs> sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Someone ignore the ignore. So pretty much, ignore that point entirely. For some <laughs> reason, my brain has been on a total trip, and for some reason, I believe that Shanghai had won last year. When I'm like, wait a minute, shock, won last year. <laughs> <laughs> that's i was like wait they did that was the whole thing was that shanghai didn't win last year yeah uh, I mean, okay. okay
0: if we want to follow that thread a little bit more though shanghai when they got to the final four kind of underperformed they they kind of yeah. flopped now there was a big yeah. meta change involved in that as well but they never performed at the same level you could say the same for the final you know i have
2: just though. realized that i have fucked my entire narrative by the way because i have been going on no one has corrected me what do you when mean? i said shanghai has earned this because I have believed now for the past like two plat episodes, and I forgot to correct myself, that Shanghai did not win last year. It was <laughs> shocked that won last year, but and I no thought, one corrected me. No you one called said, me out on
0: this. When you said Shanghai earned it, I thought you meant by virtue of them dominating, having the better yeah. record, winning the two most recent titles. No, That's my what brain's what I thought just you meant.
2: mush. No, my brain's just mushed, Josh, and I had forgotten that thing I did not win last year. It was (laughs) shock. My brain's just absolute mashed potatoes. And and everyone just assumed I was saying this by the stage titles. So now I have to retract all my shit and be like, well, we'll have to see because who knows? I mean, honestly, it's been pretty good, but like honestly, who knows? You know, neither of them have won a title yet, so I don't know. We'll see what happens.
1: I actually feel, oh my God, I'm hating myself for saying this. I feel really good about Atlanta going into playoffs. I think they're peaking at a really good time. And I feel like Dallas Fuel and Shanghai, they have an uphill battle to fight because of their sandbagging.
3: I
4: I want to reiterate that as well. I think the Dallas Fuel and Shanghai Dragons won't be as much of an issue if we see a big meta shift heading into the playoffs, right? If something big changes. But if we, like we expect, if we go to no hero pools and then all of a sudden everything stays somewhat the same... That could really hurt Dallas Fuel and Shanghai Dragons because, as Johnny said, Atlanta Reign—they're tried and tested. They know what works for them. They know how to play around in this meta. So, I think a meta shift would be good for Dallas and Shanghai. But yeah. Yeah. they still have phenomenal players and great teams. Like, I just hope that we—I I really just hope we see a Shanghai Dragons Dallas Fuel finals at the very end. If I'm being honest, i, I genuinely think both of these teams believe it, uh, deserve it, and they have the rosters for it as well. So, I hope that neither one of them did Sandbeck.
0: Does it concern you at all? that Fuel were on a little bit of a downwards trajectory heading into this period of taking it easy. Because the Shanghai Dragons weren't. They won the June Joust. They win the um, the Summer Showdown as well. They they just continued up at the top. The Dallas Fuel <laughs> won the May Melee, second in the June Joust, third in the Summer Showdown. It is like a clear... that It's not like that in the Summer Showdown they were actually competing for the title. They weren't. They weren't even really that close. They lost to Chengdu twice. They did, right? They lost to Chengdu twice to to be eliminated. I don't yeah, think and the summer so Shanghai, done. Right? Yeah. yeah. So this this isn't. I feel like a lot of our thoughts about fuel have been formed in the early half of the season. The second half of the season has not been phenomenal for them. It's been good. It's been great. But it's not been that same level, the same caliber as the Shanghai Dragons, which is why I bought into your point, honestly, Avast, about the Shanghai Dragons earning it more than the fuel, even though that was based on faulty logic from your point. It was on my mashed
2: potato brain. But I
0: did think, you know, there's some merit to that. The, The Shanghai Dragons had the form for longer. You know, they're in the finals of every tournament, they've won two of them. They are the better team of this year. Does it concern you at all that Dallas Fuel were slipping a little? Or am I just. Reading too much into their actual placements rather than their performance.
2: I feel like Fuel was in a good was still. I feel like part of the reason that Fuel was having issues too is that we headed into like a little bit more of a hit scan direction as well in this meta, and they still don't have a hit scan player. Like luckily, Legs is very strong, and Doha and Sparkle can both play solid legs, like very very good legs. And their Soldier seventy six being where. Also, by the way, we haven't touched. Is that a train?
4: Yeah, I, oh, I, I'm very confused what that... I, I don't have a train near me. What the fuck is that?
2: Okay, well, fucking... hes This guy's next to the fucking platform three and four quarters over here. He's about to go, <laughs> go to Hogwarts. But the other thing... I feel like we haven't touched the like fact that Soldier 76 being so meta has been kind of strange recently. It, when we've it really seen so has. So few times that we've seen Soldier be meta in the Overwatch League. And it's okay. nice! It's Let's nice. take a moment
0: then. I want to ask Custer, the first naysayer this season of Soldier 76, watching Avon and Fledder saying, no, no, it can't can't be done. It's not a good hero. This is the problem with it. Consistent damage, no real burst fire, no finishing potential. Wait a second. He's just got five kills in a row. <laughs> so <laughs> is there a good reason why Soldier is back in the meta right now? Because I can't particularly think of one. When I'm watching these games, it feels like you might be better off playing... Um, uh, playing the the Hanzo, for example, or something else that adds more poking compared to a soldier it's not like people are diving the back line and you need the heal kit as often
4: i think kai said it best because uh danny actually asked him this question in one of his post-game interviews and he was like why are you playing the legs and kai said the good thing about the legs is he doesn't have that finishing potential but he puts out a lot of damage right he just exists really far away and he just puts out a ton of damage if you are playing the zen brig it can be very hard to heal up that damage so the consistent damage is just really nice to have and it's very hard to kill a soldier as well right like he's just runs away he has the health pack. He's actually quite solid. Good alternative to the Tracer if you don't feel comfortable or someone else is playing it. But also, I actually think the TAC Visor buff has a it's lot unreal. of weight to it. Not having fall-off damage on your attack visor is like, makes you, you can do it from Narnia. And we've seen it time and time again, especially in a Pharah Mercy meta where the soldier just takes the combo out of the air from so far away and mm. not many ults can do that. So I think that it's a combination of a lot of different things, meta, buffs, all that kind of stuff. But I think Plus, he is meta now and I, I take back that flat statement.
1: <laughs> also, if uh, Echo and Sigma or Lucio were in the meta, I think that soldier would get... Uh counterpicked i i feel like it's also because of the current supports we're seeing the current tanks we're seeing uh soldiers allowed to exist in descent, and i mean ash is removed as well for that matter so i don't yeah. think in, in in his current form i don't think we'll see soldier a ton in the playoffs uh depending on boston stuff i mean it's a it's a cool niche but i don't think he will be like one of the main characters in the playoffs anyway okay um you asked a question about uh Dallas Fuel and Shanghai Dragons, right? Dallas yes. Fuel like yeah. slumping a bit before um Yeah, well
0: just just it, being on a, a bit... downwards trajectory is how I would
1: yeah. describe it. I, I don't know how you guys consider teams going to playoffs, but I, I have this weird desire to like focus on their peak at some point in the regular season and then imagining like could they Click into that form come the playoffs because we do have a quite a bit of an extended break going into the playoffs, especially if you're Dallas Fuel or if you're Shanghai Dragons, you lock one of the playoff spots. I mean, you don't play the game for like, or you don't play a match for like four weeks, right? Because it's like a one or two week break and then it's play ins and then it's like two week break before playoffs again or something like that. Is it's it? like, yeah. something like that. A yeah, yeah, it, it's it, a really long time. Yeah, if you're not playing the play ins, it, it's quite a long break. Um, so for the Dallas Fuel and the Shanghai Dragons, I mostly consider them like if they play their best game, can they tap into that in the playoffs and reach their peak level? I don't really care a ton how well you perform in the Countdown Cup, as long as I've seen you perform like when things click, when things go really well for you and you have that magic to you. Um I, I've tried to describe this before, especially with cost on the broadcast. I, I don't know how to do it, but somet- sometimes you see teams And it's like they're possessed by magic. Like they just have a flow to them. Uh, They're in tune with the meta, the synergy, we saw from Dallas Fuel in the main melee, where they like go super aggressive. They're proactive. San Francisco Shock, as I talked about, when they invest ults, when they're like down a man and they turn fights, it's like they're in the matrix, dude. Like they're in the fucking matrix. I feel like based on what I've seen from Dallas and Shanghai, I have no reason to believe that they cannot attain that same flow state come the playoffs. Um, and be really confident in themselves because it's like finally it's the playoffs you know it's not the countdown cup anymore we're we're charged we're motivated we're energized for the playoffs um and as long as i've seen that from you in the season um I, i'm comparing like peak levels and okay. peak meta like what what do you look like and then of course you know if, if the meta is wonky and it's a meta that doesn't suit your playstyle, well tough luck i'm not gonna rate you anymore but we don't know what the playoff meta will be. So I'm just looking at Dallas Fuel as like their peak potential and what they've shown us this year. And could they tap into that again? Absolutely.
0: Mm. I want to go on to now a point that Jonathan raised earlier as we move into the APAC teams, which is that Jonathan thought that the Chengdu Hunters were currently the best team. And there is a decent argument for this based on the fact that they did really well in the Summer Showdown. Shanghai are no longer in the Countdown Cup contention and they've been taking a bit of a break too. Um I find it difficult to be able to find the answer for this question because Chengdu have only played, I think, two out of their four games right now, right? And they've also had the easiest strength of schedule out of any of the decent teams in the APAC region. So it's not like they've played against the other best teams and we've been able to see exactly how those matchups happen. What do you think the likelihood is here? Because I, I should also mention, we're not playing the exact same meta as we were in the Summer Showdown. I think a lot of people assumed that we would be, that it would just be a straight port over. There's actually been way more Ryan, like These slow comps are actually finding their place, even within the top-level teams like Atlanta, Seoul, for example, playing a lot of that stuff too, where I didn't expect any of that to be played. I thought that stuff would just get shit on by balls and comps. Um, But it seems like some people are uh, bringing it back. What's your confidence level in the Chengdu Hunters?
2: thinking i'm thinking i'm making an assessment i'm gonna say <laughs> Chengdu is probably not the best team because i don't trust that team on anything that's not highly mobile that's my big if it's not ball and if it's not winston i don't want Chengdu hunters playing it honestly more more especially when you compare it to other top teams that have like moved into the meta in fact the more i've heard the more johnny starts to win me over with the atlanta rain argument heading into countdown cup uh little na simps uh, well when you think about I mean because because it's just also the fact that they just feel so complete currently on everything except the ball, but even their ball play is pretty good. It's like, decent, yeah. It's why it's why I don't it's why I've actually been a little upset with them at times where they've tried to stray they try to stray away from their ha- from being on ball a lot when I feel like Gator's ball is actually legitimately good. And like they also are able to follow up on it really well. Like, do I think he has the same level of mechanics as a player like Gaga or even like when you look at like Mono or fucking, like, maybe Smurf when he's, like, in peak condition or even super, you know? Like, when I look at all these other top teams that play ball, do I think Gator's mechanics are top tier? No. I do feel like he has a good... And they understand their win conditions with it really well. So I do like when Rain play it. But overall, the more I think about it, the less confident I am in Chengdu. But but those saying that, I actually feel like the late young addition to this team has been really good. Um, I also I
0: also want to say that I... I think you could get by playing ball comps and, and still be fantastic in this meta, but Chengdu do play a, a a decent amount of these Orisa compositions, and I love this little clip. Can you see Gaga's just made a little fort for himself <laughs> where he just puts his shield up against a wall? I, I've seen so much of that from Chengdu where the Arissa shield is just, it's not for anyone else. It's just for the Arissa, and they just hide like that so that the front line has got this full kind of, I, I guess like man in a bubble kind of feel to it. And the rest of the players are just off on an island. But it's, I think it's a pretty cool style that Gaga plays when he- it,
2: This when is he a cool style. I wonder how good this were. Like, I feel like this is taking advantage of the fact that New York is like- not really able to set up a concise dive and, like, take I, control of the map at I any point. I saw that
1: little fort, and I was like, is this guy, like, 4,100 SR?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when I look at the strat, the, it feels like it's, they're taking advantage of teams that aren't good at taking map control, because when your is giving up so much space, it's just, like, useless in some, in some areas. I don't know. I'm not feeling confident. I, I don't want to bet against them, though, because I feel like they're really good, but I, I am actually feeling more and more confident about the Rain and also Soul Dynasty. The rain and Seoul Dynasty heading in the Countdown right. Cup. Then I am Chengdu. I, I want to
4: come in because I think Chengdu are the favorites for this tournament. Because I genuinely believe that... I agree the Wrecking Ball is starting to get countered by the ideas of playing these Arissa slower comps. Like you see Guangbung in here, Lee playing the Concrete as well. Playing that hit scan But I think Farrah, great Farrah play counters that. I think so many teams have moved away from it. And that's going to give Chengdu an advantage. I don't know if the West is going to be able to deal with Jinmu leave. Playing this composition and they try and play this slow style. Plus, they do have that flexibility of they can go Trace the Sombra with Leave jimu they can play the farrakhan they can play, they can play anything. And that's what I love about the Chengdu Hunters. The biggest issue that I have with them is I have no way to fact-check what I'm saying because their schedule potentially is the easiest schedule I've ever seen this entire season. Playing Guangzhou, New York, Excelsior, Los Angeles Valiant, and the Spark. I think NYXL and the Spark are okay, but compared to everyone else, I just, they didn't have to play Philly or Salt. So it's hard yeah. to really have a litmus test for how good is this team? But I think that just like uh, in the summer showdown against the West teams, against the Dallas and the Atlanta rain, Chung do are going to come in and bring a different level of the Farah play. And I don't think Kai's going to have that freedom to pick the Farah out of the air or that Pelican's going to be able to have that same level of dominance, even if he wants to match the Farah against Jinmu. So yeah, I, I I am very high on the Atlanta Reign as well. I think it's probably going to be Chengdu Atlanta as much as Seoul and Philly are good. I don't trust them at all. Either of those teams to just not shit the bed when it matters because but that's what they both do. They get they do, they do look good and then at the end, they fall short. So I'm putting my money on Chengdu. Maybe this is me entering the Chengdu zone and I'm just delusional, but hey, I, I love Leave so
1: much that I just can't say no. <laughs> I actually feel like it playing playing the Orisa like they're doing here against Atlanta would be a bit of a throw pick. Because I think that would be Atlanta's best chance at actually beating Chengdu Hunters. My favorite version of Chengdu and how I see them winning the tournament would be if they play the Gaga Ball and the Jinmu Fara, Because the ball makes so much space that uh, Jinmu can just play as aggressive as we've always seen him do in like 2019, 2020. And I feel like that would really throw the Atlanta reign off guard. When you, you played against all these North American Faras and you've had some like fair uh, duels between like Yaki and Pelican or whatever. when When Jinmu is like in your spawn, and he's pressuring you like this. And he's dust, he does this sometimes when he uses his um, concussive blast, to, like push himself forward and then just barrages or whatever. He does that shit all the time. And it's so effective because it's so oppressive. The enemy teams don't know what to do. I feel like if you give Pelican and Master time to set up on the Farah and the Mercy, um, I feel like Pelican is a really good Pharah. But if Jinmu just plays aggressive with Gaga's ball, I feel like that, that'll be so caught uh, off guard. That that would be Chengdu Hunters' best chance. Uh, Pelican winning.
0: got kind of bullied by Sparkle in their game. I don't know whether you guys remember that uh, on Reality. I thought he like got or,
1: bullied by Yaki. I don't know about Sparkle.
2: Sparkle Sparkle had some good duels with him. I think also you have to you have to take into account as well like what the objectives of the fair players are too in those duels. Often like yeah they're trying to match, but I felt like often when I was watching Rain versus Fuel, like sparkle did really well doha did doha's fair i would not say would fared, fared the same yeah. versus yeah. pelican obviously sparkle did really well but also Sparkle's kind of like a next level caliber type of player and i also think that rain were like taking so much map they were just they were taking so much map control while those duels yeah. were happening yes, with sparkle they were. often. Absolutely. and i feel like that's why i feel like i feel confident about rain looking more into it because they're so good at map control like they're so good especially on the Orissa comp and like the one thing that i feel like hunters have not had to deal with is like map control heavy teams
4: but that's also, because i think leave is everywhere i think i don't think atlanta is going to get that same level of freedom from gaga and leave when they're moving around and giving gene move
2: that space yeah that's fair
0: do you that's think I, I also i think leaves a, a very very talented player i think he has better picks where he can be more impactful
4: then what but then tracer
0: Bowl. No, 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 no. I think his Tracer was fantastic. I mean, the current composition that they're playing right now, I think if they were playing that, for example, against an Atlanta, then Kai is just as good to be able to go
4: toe-to-toe. But I, th- but I feel like they've got... Glenn is not going to play ball,
2: right? I would, I would think that they wouldn't want to play force ball too much versus Chengdu, because yeah, they've proven they can sort of get away with it. Um, no, but I mean, but if it was a mirror
0: match ball. of what the Hunters are running right now, if they're running a mirror match of these comps, I feel pretty good about the Atlanta DPS being able yeah, to match them. So I feel I. like Leaves. Yeah. I feel like Leave's quality is in his flexibility as well as just his incredible mechanics on any one hero. So I I'd, I'd like to see I think that's the way in which they outpace Atlantis by playing a much broader breadth of uh, uh of of picks where Leave is able to come out on the Tracer and you've got the Tracer fire being played at the same time and then you're like pushing Kai over to Tracer and that Puts him in a much less comfortable position, whereas the drop off is almost non-existent for Leaf. He might even get better going from long range hits going kind of over to tracer. So, I, okay. I I see that as the advantage
1: for Chengdu. I, I want to go on, Jonathan. Sorry, are you are, are, are you moving on? No, no, go. I, I, I feel like. Do you guys feel like the map pool is benefiting some of these lower teams as well? It feels like with these maps like Havana, Rialto, Blizzard World. Um, they're not strictly slower maps, but you can definitely get away playing some Orisa or Reinhardt if, if, if you wanted to. Um, they're, they're not as much dive in certain circumstances, so I feel like come loser's pick, Atlanta might uh, have a bit of an edge. There's no like Gibraltar, you know? Um, yeah. Or, or Hollywood or like something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. so I feel like that could also help Atlanta rain. One thing uh, I'm cool. planning to look into this week um, before the knockouts is playing Bap versus Ana. In some of these far compositions, we're not seeing it on the screen right now, but um, some teams prefer playing the BAP. I know that Iris played some, uh, they played some Mercy BAP and Dallas, they opted a lot for playing Fielder on the Ana to Nanaboo Sparkle. Like, how that affects the composition and the playstyle? And if Chengdu Hunters, like, would Monk ever swap over to BAP? Probably not. I don't think so. So, uh, like, how would that affect? their play styles, etc. The thing that
0: I was noticing, it seemed like, was that teams were really effective at being able to get value from the Nanos on attack, but on defense it felt more valuable to have the Batiste. It feels like the Nano Pharah is not an effective tool to defend with, because the attacking Pharah can just run away, and then you've just wasted your Nano. But as a defending Pharah you can't just leave, because otherwise you're giving up all of that map space, and you're allowing the rest of your team to get destroyed. So you have much more space to be able to disengage as an attacker rather than a defender. So it feels like the Nano is way more impactful on offense. That was, that was the read I was getting when I was uh, passing the games anyway. Um, for, the, for the other teams in APAC, though, the reason that I'm not really agreeing yet with the Chengdu Hunters being the best team is because I've been extremely impressed with what the Philly Fusion have brought to the table. And I know that they did get reverse swept by the Seoul Dynasty, uh, recently, but I feel like that's another one of those situations where that's not something you should expect to happen in every single match. It's like the uh, similar to the Seoul Shanghai game that that you had, Johnny. This feeling of like the the losing team threw the game away. I felt like Philly should have been able to close that game out. So I I've been extremely impressed with Fusion. Their backline is fucking bonkers. Alarm and funny Astro being able to work together now and having that like scrim. Practice under their belts and having a system that works, and with playing with Hopper. Th- this is this is the best backline in the league currently, for my money. Uh, in this matter, they're just pounding. And Alarm's been pounding all year. It's just that he hasn't had the coordination around him after the main Melee for him to look fabulous. But you can never doubt Alarm. As soon as the team gets the structure back together, they're going to be shitting on people. So I. I feel like this meta is very much about, especially with the ball's end comps, getting your backline into position and then having this vomit of damage coming out from a backline and like almost using them as bait at times too. And I was so impressed with how the fusion path alarm and Astro around um, create distractions to be able to get them into good positions and then just get insane value out of them too. I I thought that they've looked fabulous over their course in in the Countdown Cup.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I do think they're really, I do think they're really good. I think Hotbug continues to impress me compared to his previous seasons, and where I thought he was at as an off-tank as well. There was no doubting everything, but I'm still, uh, I'm still not sold entirely on Fusion being like a top, top-tier team Um because it just seems like they just, like Custa said, shit the bed. They just shit the bed occasionally, and like uh, that's the big thing. Do I think they have all the pieces there to make a deep run? And I've shown this stage at least that they can compete. Like, yeah, but when I look at when I just look at some of the the scary, just how scary dynasty have been at points playing slower based meta, and also obviously Chengdu is like very, very like still very, very good. Um, And then I look at Rain and the ways that they kind of felt like like I'm just and just how good they currently look and their DPS duo being Ju. Honestly, insane, and I think having the Rookie of the Year with Pelican on it—it's just—I don't know. I'm feeling—I'm just—I'm not sure about Fusion. I feel like okay. if Fusion makes it, I'm gonna get a lot of shit from Fusion fans. I know I will. They—they <laughs> they, like we've—we we've, have established a long-standing uh repertoire, you know, little little back and forth me and the the Fusion fans. But I'm just not seeing them going deep. This. Yes. How do you
1: it. how do you feel like Carpe and E Q O stacks up against some of the other DPS duo sideshow or Costa? I-
0: I definitely don't think that their strength is in their dps and i think that they really i I don't think so no i think their strength is absolutely in their backline and with hopper as well but i do think that um they've been they've been good and also carpe's hanzo has looked way better recently than the glimpses of it in the past he's always said it's been one of his best heroes i've never really seen that demonstrated in matches in prior years Or even like at the beginning of this year, I think he tried to play some of it. I can't exactly remember. But in this stage, it has been kind of popping. The reason that I'm not huge on them as well is because we sometimes see them make weird moves, like trying to force EQO on the Genji. And I'm not all the way there on the Sombra play from them yet, too. I think Fitz completely outplayed them on the Sombra towards the end of this series. I think that, you know, obviously Lip, a better Sombra in the region, though he's not going to actually be in the Countdown Cup. But I, yeah, I, I think that their strength is in their backline rather than their frontline this time around.
4: I, I agree that I think the weakness is the sombra for the Philadelphia Fusion. Ekuai, he has like he charges it really fast, but he I think he's just a risky player when he plays that sombra. Like when they lost this series to the Seoul Dynasty, he died a lot first. He was just getting punished by the Seoul Dynasty. But I my I think IQ has been playing better than I've almost than i ever seen him play. Like, he's been really good so far in this Countdown Cup on multiple different heroes, and that's what I like about it. My concerns with the Philadelphia Fusion come to, yes, them playing the Genji and, like, forcing some weird picks. Like, they played, like, Genji, Sombra, Zaya, and it's just like, our neutral completely sucks, but we're going to ult at some point, and you're just going to lose the game, and it worked for them, right? So, I just, I don't think they're well rounded as a team when they're going to be able to beat all the best teams consistently. I think they can beat any team in the league. Can they do it consistently? Absolutely not. And I also think the Hopper Zaya is a massive asset for them because I think it could work really well against the Atlanta rain. But I think how is that going to work against the Chengdu hunters? Like when you have a team that is just permanently playing Barrett, that is a win condition that they've been leaning on all countdown cup with Hopper on that Zaya. If he gets forced to play the Diva, they're going to have to completely shift the way they're playing the game. So yeah, I don't know if they're going to be able to make that transition in the playoffs. I think they'll go far. And I think they'll do well if they can, you know, get top two. If they can like qualify for a countdown cup, they have to get over Seoul or Chengdu. But I, I just can't see it. I sadly, I think they're probably going to end up like a second or a third again. If I'm being
1: honest. Yeah, I, I the, the the hot Basaria, While we're on that topic, sorry, sorry yeah, I on. know I'm mean interrupting no, a on, lot here. It is one of their weaknesses, in my opinion. Not that it's bad by any means. It's like lights out. And if you watch Hotbus POV on the Sarya, it's phenomenal. Like his damage output and the plays he makes, it's incredible. But as someone who watches the game analytically, I just know that they'll get exposed somehow. Yeah. Some team is going to expose Hotbus Sarya uh, play and find either a counter strategy or a play style. That neutralizes some of the impact he's having, and they'll be forced to swap over to the diva somehow. It looks amazing when it works out because the old cycle between the EMPs, the Graviton yeah, Surge, yeah. you play so aggressive, teams are not used to playing against the Soria. it's just like so aggressive in your face, especially with the Discord orb as well. Like it's so hard to play against. And when you get rolling, it looks like you're in the best team in the league. But I feel like the Chaindue Hunters or the Atlanta Rain. They're going to find a way to render hot by useless and then the philadelphia fusion will be struggling to find themselves in a comfort zone if they play the orisa diva i don't trust them at all against the Chengdu yeah. hunters or no, i think that's I, fair i think
0: I, yeah. I definitely think that they've got a hole in their their squad in terms of like playing those orisa comps the slow comps it's not something that they've really gone for it doesn't play to their strengths but i think that they'll be fine if they just have to shift hopper over to diva because that was what they started out this stage playing right? I'm a, I, think, I think that's what they began playing against the Shanghai Dragons and Hopper looked great when he was playing the D.Va too, so I don't really have the same lack of faith that they could make that pivot, I think that small pivot would be perfectly fine for them the, the big pivot of like, now we have to go and play slow comps with like back break back lines and, uh, and Orisa in the front like, yeah, fair enough, that, that I think if the meta does go in that direction for the Countdown Cup, they're kind of, kind of screwed but I, I, just, I did just want a moment to, uh, to point this out as well, I tweeted about this earlier if Fusion hadn't been reverse-swept in this series, they would have ended 11-5 in a tie with the Seoul Dynasty, right? But instead, now in order to get a playoff spot in the East, they have to win the Countdown Cup and Chunkdu has to lose to or Valiant. And the other APAC team has to not win any points in Hawaii. So like, they, there's like no chance that they're going to be able to get a guaranteed playoff spot. But if they had been able to close out this series, they would have been in a great position to get a playoff spot. So this reverse sweep was maybe the most impactful uh, couple of maps that they had this entire season. Despite how poor their June Joust and their Summer Showdown were, if they could have just you know pulled it together in these final moments when they're looking their best, they would have been in a great position this year. 4-0 in the May Melee. They could have gone 4-0 in the Countdown Cup. This team could have found a playoff spot. Now, in order to even qualify for the Countdown Cup, it's very likely they'll have to play against Seoul again because you'll have, like, Chengdu at number one playing against, N- uh, playing against Spark or New York, I think. And then in the middle, you'll have Philly playing against Seoul. Oof.
4: They, they might not it's even make crazy. the Countdown Cup. Yeah. It's nuts. It, it, there's two spots, but like a uh, soul hunters and uh, Philly, I think any, any two of those three could go. And I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like it's so up in the air. And as you said, the implications for Philly is just so much higher than anyone else. If sold does well, they lose. If hunters do well, they lose. So even if they do manage to make the countdown cup, they still need to best their counterpart who from the East as well, uh, when they get to the playoffs.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it, it just feels impossible that they would be able to get that guaranteed playoff spot, but yeah. I, I do I do feel like Philly are peaking at the right time, though. I think that this, th- this is definitely adding the the hopium to the Philly fans. It's not just some random bullshit of, like, they... I don't know. It, it really does feel like they've got their pieces clicking together, and I'm seeing glimpses They're of that team deep. from last year. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I'm trying to get There's a rise out again. of
3: Avast. <laughs> There's the train,
4: <laughs> dude. The train is there I again. I, I don't know. I I don't know where this train is. Okay, there's a train station like a mile that way. But other than that, I don't know. Uh,
2: I mean, the rise that you're gonna get out of me is that like I legitimately I'm not even like disagreeing entirely. Honestly, I've had my phone with fusion fans. Like I was tired. Like fusion fans were straight on the copium for all this year talking about we're so good. Blah 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 blah. Losing left and right. Like whatever. Like, now they legitimately do look good enough to where they could, like, have a real shot. Like, they can go to right. play-ins. Like, they might not get the playoff spot. They can get the play-ins, I think. Um, like, I, I don't think that's, like, an unreasonable take at all for this team is to, like, beat Chengdu or Seoul. Do I currently believe right now, at this moment in time, they're going to get a guaranteed playoff spot? No. I don't think that's going to be happening, more than likely. Can they win the Countdown Cup? Uh, I don't think that's going to be happening either. But do I think they could have a good postseason? Yeah. But... To me, I'm just they don't they don't look they don't give me the pizzazz currently. You know they're not giving me when I go to TGI Fridays and I get the loaded potato skins and I look at that shit and I'm like yeah that's gonna pop right them they're a sad they're a sad fry they're okay. like a they're like a fucking I don't know they're like an In and Out fry currently like they'll get the job done <laughs> oh, no. they'll get the job done but do I think they're gonna win any awards No, like,
0: In and Out tragic. Fry. that is no. tragic. In and Out fries are awful. Uh, okay, well, their oh, opponents, uh, the salt, so- they're fucking dreadful. They're, they are you, so bad. Have you got them there's well a charm. done? You can there's get a
4: charm well with. done fries and it gives that little bit more
2: crunch. Well bit done. They're just, they're burnt. They're just burnt. No, they're they're so dry. They're, they're, they're well more, done for an In-N-Out fry. I'm, I'm just throwing a stick on the fire and I'm well no, the charcoal.
4: No. Well, because the In-N-Out fry, the, the biggest weakness is it's just so fucking floppy and it just doesn't feel like it's got that crunch of the Exactly. Well, if you well done it, it's obvious. Like it's like yeah. So it's rare, right? Let's say in and out fries are rare. We're going to talk in meat stands, okay? <laughs> in and out fries are rare, okay? Just through default. If you get them well done, it goes to like a good medium rare fry, which is just a good fry, right? It's not like a normal fry. That Why you do well they require their th-
0: consumers to tell them how to cook well?
2: Oh, and darling, also, it doesn't change the fact for me that I find them to be very bland. Yeah, I find their fries to be That's very right. ra- their fries are very bland. That doesn't fix it if I if they're too crisp. I don't All even right, know no. why
4: I'm defending them. I also agree they're video I just <laughs> wanted to fight. Soul <laughs>
1: Dynasty. To fight over it. Soul Dynasty. Dragons? The McDonald's Fry of the League. Coming up next.
0: <laughs> How would you describe the Soul Dynasty fries? Who are they? In 7-Eleven?
1: I don't fucking know. No, no, they're- no
3: they're- does not have fries. No. <laughs> 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 does not
1: have fries. I don't think they're <laughs> a
4: brand of fries. Soul <laughs> Dynasty is the... 2 a.m. drunk as shit fry, because in the playoffs, when it all matters, when you really want them, they're really good. And that's what I think about Soul Dynasty. When you put their back against the wall, when you get profit and gesture in the playoffs... That's when you can make a way, And that's what it feels like. It feels like Gesture's finally got his ramped up. He's like, oh, we're close to the playoffs. Time to start playing well. And that's what I feel like Gesture is doing. And Profit's just always going to ramp up at that point as well. So I I think they're in a really good spot right now, but they have stiff competition in the East, as we've already talked about.
0: This team is sneaky well-rounded. They play a bunch of shit. They play the ball comps. They play the Orissa comps. They play the Winston comps. They look competent at all three of them. Fitz has been popping the fuck off on long-range hit scan and his Sombra has been looking excellent. I think his sombra was one of the primary reasons they won against the Philly Fusion in that in that reverse sweep. Plus just the diversity of the comps that they play. Just, uh, Prophet's profit's always gonna be nutty. This team is this team is good. They are I uh, I still don't feel confident about predicting them to do anything in the Countdown Cup because, like I said, they have to face Philly again. So, like, a coin flip, who wins that game? But whoever wins that game, I do feel good about. Like, I don't know who is actually going to be able to take that, the qualification spot, into the Countdown Cup. I think whoever wins that game is going to win it, personally. But
4: uh, it's a hot take. What do you think of the backline? Because their backline for the Seoul Dynasty is where I have my biggest issues. I think Creative was good prospect coming in, but he's been up and down and I've always never really been a big Animo fan but I think Animo has played well in the Countdown Cup but do you think that's going to be enough to get them through? I the view them as
0: I view them as opposite Philly Fusion Whereas Philly Fusion, I'm, like, big on their back line and their front line's like, all right, you're getting the job done. For the Soul Dynasty, I'm like, fuck me, I'm in love with this front line. <laughs> and then the back line's like, shush, 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 just stay alive, shush, 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 wait for Vincent Profit to win you the game, shush, shush, shush. Oh, you want to play Orisa Comments where you can play, you know, the the Bap and the Anna. Yeah, 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 go for it, stay alive. <laughs> that's that's how I'm yeah, thinking hi. about Soul. and. I don't think the quality of their team in terms of like the individual pieces to you, Animal Creative, is world-class. I just, I just don't. They're not world-class players in terms of the overall season and their individual performances. No one would have them up there as like best off tank, best backline, whatever. But they're fucking getting the job done and they are being flexible enough and understanding how to play enough of these different comps that they have various different answers and looks that they can throw at you.
2: I'm going to say something that some people are going to hate, specifically Johnny. Soul Dynasty are just better Washington Justice to me. They're just like Washington. (laughs) They're essentially just way better Washington Justice. Oh, you're having this
1: conversation and I'm sitting here like bloody, like I'm all bloody from like a fucking, like I've been out in the jungle or something and you guys are like, Oh, you know they're so lovely. You know they're looking good, all of that. And I'm just like torn. Like I got thorns in my back. Like I'm scratched <laughs> up, broken leg. That's what I feel. James. I don't know. I feel There's like your relationship
2: things. with Justice would still maybe be like. No, no, no. Listen, the the potential is all there, right? When the moon's just right, and you look at it this angle, and Justice can win some games. But I I do think that this team is pretty much hard carried on by the Fitz profit, and like when Gesture shows up. I've been, I've honestly, I've, I've kind of still been on the Marv one ball as opposed to the Gesture ball. No lie, I do really? think Gesture. Ha- I feel like when they're, especially when they're the one, they're still trying to force Monkey or the Orisa, I think Gesture is great, but I don't love Gesture's ball still. I don't I think Marv's ball is
0: that great either. I've not been I, impressed with I don't with think that it's great
2: either, but I prefer it to the Gesture ball at times. Is the thing, and so, but they definitely live or die by profit and fits a lot of the times, and I feel like also Orissa comps for this team are great because. It's like you talked about, Sideshow. You want Onimo and Creative to just be the redheaded stepchild, but they're just sitting there silent. They're just there, <laughs> they're hanging out. They're just there. They're not. They don't require much seen, from them.
0: but not heard.
2: You know, you just want them. You want them to stay alive so Profit and Fitz can pop the fuck off. And that's that's currently how I feel about this team. And and personally, right now, I think it's a great meta for them for that because Fitz has been such an underrated hits game player the, the, for for two seasons now. Realistically, sure, yeah. And this is a great meta for Hitscan and for Fitz and Profit is Profit. So I, I just feel confident about them in more ways than I do like Fusion, where I feel like Fusion, honestly, is probably a more well-rounded team, but Fitz and Profit just feel like just... They just feel way better currently. The way, DPS the way
0: I've always thought about Fitz is that he's... quite <laughs> He's like he's living in the shadow of Lip on the Shanghai Dragons Yeah. because
1: he does yeah, a lot of the same. I was just about to say, really. is this just a yeah. shitty Shanghai Dragons. And you guys already <laughs> hyping them up like so. The next so we're thing. just
2: so we're just gonna keep making like so the Dynasty. They're not the Dynasty. They're just better justice and worse
1: dragons. <laughs> <laughs> we're just comparing them to other teams. It, this is like when someone says that Burger King is their favorite burger place. It's like, okay, that's cool. Like, I don't really give a shit. Burger King is trash. But like, <laughs> Burger it's King fine. is fine. What are you talking it's about? Burger, King's burger King is fine. Soul Dynasty is fine. Burger King is fine. Soul Dynasty is fine. It's not great. I don't really, I don't really have any emotion with the Burger King fries. No, or whatever. I think you, I, think I, I don't even know tricked. what they're like. So but honestly, they're just fine, But now. in a world in
0: a world where the Dallas Fuel and the Shanghai Dragons are not in the countdown cup, that does open the door for Fine to be the winners. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not think? Definitely. Like I I seriously think Seoul, Fusion, Chengdu, Atlanta, those are the four teams that I'm looking at as like the potential winners. And I think each one of those well, teams has, has got holes with right? them. What's
4: <laughs> like you said like and shanghai uh, sorry dallas and shanghai aren't gonna be there so of course one of them's gonna win like i do agree with you josh that but it is we're gonna see an unprecedented win from one of these teams and sadly i think it's who's gonna be the finest right like i think we can all agree that all of them have their own individual holes they're not as well rounded yeah. as your shanghai's or your dallas's but someone's going to be the finest and that's what I'm looking for who's going to sh- who's going to suck less because these are all great teams but they've never been the greatest i want to see one of these teams be the greatest because oh. They deserve it.
3: Please let I, can,
1: it be I can get behind Philadelphia Fusion for all the arguments that Saito have laid out for the past 30 minutes. It's like, the backline is really solid. I can believe in Carpen and Ikuo, Mano on the ball, Soria. Like, I get that. The Soul Dynasty... You can't believe? I, I, don't, I don't get that same like energy for them. Like, they're just stalling. Like, like, if I'm at a concert waiting for a band, Soul Dynasty is the band, like, pre-band. I'm just like... <laughs> I'm just like nodding my head, vibing, but like, I, I'm not excited. Soul but Dynasty, they are, same way. They <laughs> are Philadelphia the most... Fusion, I am like genuinely hyped for. I'm like, if they hit playoff form, like, if they play their best game, Philadelphia Fusion, they could, they, they could get like second place in the Countdown Cup. Soul Dynasty, they haven't won a single knockout game the entire season. I'm just like They're waiting due. for them to lose. They're I'm due. They're <laughs> due no. for
0: it. Absolutely. No. Uh, yeah, I mean that is definitely gambler's fallacy. I, I, but also, you can't argue that Soul Dynasty are not the most well-rounded team out of those four. Like out of the four that I mentioned, they're definitely the most well-rounded of those teams. I, are would, they I not would consider out of the four? No, yeah. no, no, no. Who? no.
1: Atlanta, Chengdu, no. Chengdui, Philly. No. Way
2: Atlanta and, Atlanta and, and are, way are way
1: better. better. Yeah, yeah,
2: they're way more rounded. Yeah, Come the fuck sure. on!
0: Atlanta have been Our... playing. Atlanta have been playing some Rhine comps. If you're telling me that that's what you need yeah. to be well rounded,
1: that's like Seoul would be a kind of team that loses to to Rhine comps on like map one, and then they play it themselves. <laughs> yeah, they just like okay, okay, okay maybe, fuck. Maybe. I know and good. also, and also, so you cool Monkey all
2: yeah. the time. Like, but oh I but, but I also
0: think that Monkey is the right pick on a lot on some of these maps, at least. Like, I think when you're looking at Anubis. You want to be playing yeah. Winston comps there. You don't want to be playing, like, the Ball stuff or the Orisa
4: stuff or that kind of, that kind of I shit. I think Ball's
2: still fucking pretty good on Anubis.
4: I agree. No, I agree with Josh. I think on Assault, in general, like, your Volskayas, your Hanamuras, and your uh, Temple of Anubises, Winston is so good. Like, we say, it was uh, Dallas, who just played the Winston defense. I feel like they never yeah, lose their 2nd point defense, because they just nano Winston, then they EMP, and then they just you, fucking, everyone just kills everyone time and time again. They're literally spawn camping, like, I don't think ball can do that right but but that's that's why I like soul is that to me the three
0: the three comps that I've been most impressed by are obviously the one they're playing right now this like ball zen Tracer, Sombra kind of comp and then the um arisa kind of based stuff where it's slower more uh, about you know, keeping people alive and slowly taking space and having big hit scan power in your DPS line. I think so look good at that, and also the Winston stuff. I know that I'm leaving out Farah comps and Rhine comps, but I, I think that, I think the I have not been impressed with the Rhine comps whenever they've been run. Honestly, Rhine is I'm very not fucking. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not on the Rhine train. I. It feels like. Somewhat as a, of a soft throw whenever Atlanta pull it out. Sometimes I, I don't know what their win rate is on that comp, but when I'm watching, like, who was it? Was it Boston and somebody else playing it in one of the series? Boston and
3: I mean Boston Florida it,
2: played it.
0: Boston Florida, yeah. yeah. And, and it then was like Florida,
2: they, they kind of just uh, them on it. It was
0: it was sad to watch. I just I think it's the. I don't think it's the direction the top teams are going to be going in for the Countdown Cup. I, but no I just one's, simply no one's can't believe for, that like, no one full will be time, able to break it. They're
2: just doing it here and there on yeah. certain points. Where, yes. like, it's because essentially it's where you can mitigate the speed difference because you can be really close and you can brawl, and like you can just swing through Arissa shield and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: they're playing it at like the end of Route 66, the end of... Uh, blizzard world that kind of shit
4: but things are, i i think it's just super and gator have just had a fucking meme and they're just like yo if we play ryan people might follow us and they just started playing <laughs> ryan and now everyone's just like yo super and Gator, did it we can do it right guys and now nah, the reinhardt's a thing like i i genuinely don't think it is very good other than those specific points that you guys like highlighted as well i don't think it'll work against the east teams i don't think it will i really don't think so
0: all right, okay, let's move on then. The the other kind of area that's in contestation for the East is the play-ins mark, where it's essentially a two-horse race between Spark and NYXL. So my question here is, can New York actually make play-ins? Uh, if we bring up the standings, I think they're like one point behind the Spark or something like that. Um, the, what do they need to do here? I have not looked into this whatsoever because I really... Just don't give a fuck about the spark. And NYXL uh, have been decent recently, but I just simply don't care who makes it into the play-ins. Pretty similarly in the in the West as well. I don't give a fuck if Toronto or Boston or whatever are in the in the
1: West. I don't more. think NYXL Florida can beat them. I think Spart- they need to lose. They need a league point and Hangzhou to lose.
4: Oh, oh, NYXL needs to qualify for the Counter. All oh, right, right, yeah. So, how does
0: NYXL qualify for Counter Cup? Is there even a theoretical way that New York can make play-ins?
1: Uh, Hangzhou need to lose against Chengdu and Guangzhou and New York gets a lead point.
0: How does New York get a lead point? Can they even qualify for the Cup? Uh, Yeah,
1: they can. It, they?
4: I, I think it's really hard because I think Spark ha- play like, because Spark, Charge, Valiant and Hunters play this weekend, right? So I think New York can make it if like Hunters beat Two teams, and then so it. like it's it depends on who
1: plays no, 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 who no, no. because no they're fine they're they're fine if Chengdu beats Hangzhou they're in but
4: can't Wait, charge what? catch up why?
1: potentially oh yeah charge can actually beat Valiant and Hangzhou and yeah charge that that's in. what I,
4: that why it's weird because like charge can qualify so what charge have to them? lose
0: to Valiant because they need to also beat Hangzhou right. So if they won both, they'd be in the Countdown Cup, so they have to lose to Valiant. Is that the condition?
4: They have to do it convincingly as well. They need
2: to Why win. Why are we talking about charge?
0: Because they're competing with NYXL for the Countdown Cup.
4: And mm. if and New York need a point, because if New York don't get a point from the Countdown Well, even here's, then, like, New York has, has to, to qualify
0: to and then win a point. <laughs> can we can we bring up owlstandings.com, Kurt? And, and just fuck around with at. some numbers. Is that what you're you're doing? At yeah, the moment? that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. it's be found, a long show. Have you found a scenario <laughs> oh, where oh it my happens? Lord. All right. So what? what did you say? Run me through it. Run me through so it. So here, the way that this we, no, sorry, go two to the seconds.
4: regular season to, any, to have a look at it first.
0: For any audio listeners here, we've brought up ourstandings.com, which is a simulation. Right? You can uh, the real life is a simulation as well. But if you plug in numbers here into the the results. Then it'll show you what the league table would look like if those results came true. So we're just going to dick around a bit in the East and see if we can find a way for New York to make it in. Go on, walk us through it, Custer.
4: So we're in the regular season. So we can see the cutoff. MYXL is currently out of the cutoff. They need to catch up to the Hongzhou Spark, right? The only way they catch up to the Hongzhou Spark, because there is a my- they are at a seven map differential. Even if Spark goes 0 and 6, MYXL will not get over them, okay? So MYXL right. needs a league point. So then. We need to look at the countdown cup standings. Okay. So if you go back down to the countdown cup, (laughs) they then have a two and two record with a zero map differential. Okay. So they can do it if Charge wins two and oh, and then Charge doesn't beat both the Spark and the Valiant. Because if Charge beats both the Spark and the Valiant, they go two and two, which is equivalent with Excelsior. But they also need to do it with a plus more, uh, maybe more than a plus four or equivalent plus four. I don't know what their head to head is, but. They would need to do it with more than a plus four to then knock MYXL out. And then after the <laughs> MYXL managed to scooch by because the charge shit the bed, they then need to qualify for the countdown cup above Fusion Soul and the Chengdu Hunters, which we just said are phenomenal teams. After they do that, they then need to make sure that they make it through and uh, don't come last in the East, uh, counter, uh, sorry, in the countdown cup playoffs. So it's not possible. And then possible. they will get one point. So it's not well, possible. It's- Hey, never say never. I, I a mean, boss was just talking about it. if you look at the moon the right direction at the right time, yeah, right, year, it could
1: happen. True,
0: but it's they're not bad. What do you yeah, mean they they're not good. bad? They're My out. XL? Doesn't fucking matter whether they're,
1: they're, they're good or not. Right. Right. They're out. They're all right.
0: Okay, but they're they're pretty Did much Laura
1: around for next year. You know, they're, they're good, in a very similar night.
0: scenario to the Florida mayhem. Where well, actually, they have even less of a chance with the Florida mayhem. By you the know, sound Florida of
2: it. mayhem, it definitely has a way better chance. I
0: would yeah.
4: feel it's in their own hands at least for the Florida mayhem it's not for NYXL
0: do you feel like you would want New York in there over the spark what's the feelings on that like in terms of the we were talking in the western play-ins about we would want the mayhem to be in there because we feel like the ceiling is higher it's fun to watch those players they're really good players we'd like to see them actually peak and be some kind of force for the playoffs what's the thoughts on New York would you rather see spark or NYXL
1: I'd rather see New York, but you guys sort the Spark Sims. Well, I I, like,
4: I
3: was at the
1: beginning Shy? of the season.
4: Can we trade Shy to New York and then I will I'm happy with New York yeah. going. I want to see Shy in the playoffs. I don't really care for anyone else on the Spark. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay. I can
4: live with that. I
2: can what live if, with that. I feel like Spark it? has beaten me into the dirt. I'm done talking about them. New York, it's your chance your new kids on the block. It's your it, turn now. Do you not think
1: that um Shy from the June Joust is attainable again in the playoffs, like the way he played the Echo in the June Joust um and the other heroes. The, 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 are you guys completely out on the spark? Do you think they're just like waiting I, to die? Here's yes. my
4: take. I think Shy, on um, this is very small sample size, so it's kind of a hot take. I think Shy is the best hit scan in the world, just from what we've seen for him, and what he did in okay. the June Joust. I legitimately believe that he's like if you go back and watch those matches that the spark won in the June Joust. Literally just shy shooting at everyone. Really, yeah. really good. The fact that he wasn't fielded in the main melee from the beginning is just baffling. And I can understand why maybe the coaches didn't get a, given a good run. But, I'm not sure he turned 18. I think,
0: was he, I,
3: did he only I just thought turn he was 18? 18. I thought oh, he was eligible know.
4: the whole time. Oh, right. I, I'm, I'm sure. pretty sure he was eligible the whole time. Um, but yeah, I I he think was. shy personally is one of the things. And one of the reasons Spark haven't looked as good in the last two tournaments is because scan hasn't been good. So he's, he can play a fine trace. He can play. I actually don't know if he plays the Tracer or the Sombra. I think he might be playing the Sombra on that team. I think Architect plays the Tracer. Uh, he plays yeah. the Sombra. Like That's not a carry hero for the most part, at least not for a mechanical player. So I think that's the woes of the Spark. And I agree with Atl- uh, with Abbas. I, they've just burnt me too many times.
0: <laughs> what about if the Spark came out for the playoffs and they were playing a Chinese backline, Ligue is back, They've got all, up. all the squad Shut up. together. Shut not happening. Shai's Shut popping up. off. No, Architect yeah. is back He's in coping. his 2019 playoff form. Stop
1: coping. Oh yeah, and the, titans, and the
2: Titans, and then we invent the time machine. I can see the Titans beat Justice. And then <laughs> after, huh? What else? What else are we getting, huh? That's
1: so much cope. That is
2: that's
0: crazy, crazy cope. That is crazy cope. No, I I do think that the Spark are just waiting to die this season. Um, I... I would love it if they did go on some kind of a run towards the end, but
4: I just don't see it happening. They've been very underwhelming all season. All right. I think, I think whoever takes the five seed is going to get knocked out very quickly in the play-ins. Yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable.
0: Okay, let's go on to our planchette pick We've got top five matches of the week coming up this week. This is the final week of the regular season, right?
3: Am I right, right with that? Yeah, it's it the is. final week of the regular season, yep. yeah?
0: Okay, oh, we, so... So you is... don't do all
3: the pickups; You just do five. You just, You just decide... We just, oh, we okay. just picked
0: oh, yeah. five, yeah. Um, Did Custer... Did you submit yours? I submitted mine, yeah. All right, okay, okay. So these were the ones that Jonathan picked out as the five best matches of this week, most impactful, okay. most interesting, well, whatever.
1: Best, by the way, it's usually the most competitive ones, okay, sure. between even teams. It's not necessarily Shanghai beating up on Guangzhou. That's not right. the best. All
0: right, okay. All right, number one. The Paris Eternal against the Toronto Defiant.
3: Oh, oh, Josh. Best. Okay, Wrong. so we Why? all
0: went for we'll Josh, Josh is the one distance. Let
2: him go. I've got to. I've got to
0: go. admit yeah. here, I didn't feel good about this one. I didn't feel good. I went back and forth on it a number of times, and I don't feel good about predding either team. Here's here's my logic. Here's my reasoning. I kind of liked the way that Defiant was um, setting up some of their offensive team fights. They, like, they had some level of decent coordination between their players. And I just couldn't believe that Paris threw away their game against Boston. I just couldn't believe that they threw their game away. And the reliance on the FARA, at this point, most teams are moving away from it or only playing it in specific scenarios. And I just don't know. I just don't know how I'm going to...
1: So for audio listeners, Sideshow has predicted the Toronto Defiant, and me, Costa, and Avast have predicted the Paris Eternal.
2: Costa, I, I feel like since you're new good. here today, it's your turn to refute this. So how about you tell us? Right,
4: let, let me let me go with my refusal. Yeah, I I agree, Josh. They looked really good at their their brilliant wins above the London Spitfire and the Washington <laughs> Justice. They 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 were really crisp with it. Really had a lot of pressure on them. <laughs> I think the Paris Eternal got hard countered by Boston. I agree. This this is only a hard prediction because Paris lost to the Boston Uprising. Because, so it's like, it, it was Paris yes. just... Otherwise, that would have go for Paris wrestling.
0: easily. No problem.
4: Yeah. But I think Boston, their best gameplay was when they played the Wrecking Ball. They had Punk on that Diva. They they were countering the Farrah. I think they were playing really well. And then Boston started shitting the bed and playing all these other comps. I think that was more Boston playing well rather than Paris playing heavily down think it is a close series but i believe i really like how paris just plays the game i think they understand win conditions really well i think they understand metas and i think i hope that they understand that they can't just win games playing barra only anymore and if it starts getting countered, just go down with that ship
0: i also i i i mean yeah if the fire does get played Michelle had a fucking hell of a week. I feel That's like true, the, the big thing that I was impressed about with the Defiant was that they had a clear game plan, which was stop Decay from getting any value whatsoever and the justice will crumble. I feel like you can come up with some level of game plan like that against Paris, where you know exactly what you're doing if Naga's playing the Farah. Like, I feel very confident that Michelle and the rest of the Defiant will have a good game plan against Paris's Farah gameplay. Where it goes outside of that, I have no fucking idea. I don't feel confident about this one. I I just just fucking sent it.
2: The fact that the Toronto Defiant are even in the conversation to potentially make the plans in North America is truly saddening to my heart. It is truly <laughs> saddening to my heart because I feel like I every time I look at them, it's like that one monster where every time you, or it's like that superhero where like their superpower is when you look at them, you forget everything that you just saw, <laughs> and that's Toronto Defiant. And like that's that's been their entire season for me. So Toronto so sort have of had that I, in I previous years stuff.
0: as well. They've been maybe the most boring, like least talked about organization yeah. in the whole of the Overwatch League.
2: But it's even worse because they used to do some funny shit. Like they had like the Ivy Grav or whatever in like season two. Yeah. Or so Like they had some funny shit happen. And then, uh, but this year it's even worse because their roster is legitimately looks and coaching staff should have been pretty good. And it's just like it's just black hole of sadness.
0: Okay. Moving on to our next match. We've got this one's a doozy we talked about earlier on. Florida Mayhem playing against the Houston Outlaws. Oh, boy. Oh, and we're split two and two. Custer and Sideshow going for the Texas team. And it's Avast and Reinforce simping for Florida. They have one win in their last nine matches. But Jonathan and Avast think they're going to do it again. All right. All right.
1: I think Houston Outlaws are in a very tough position when it comes to uh, compositions and figuring out what they should have going for them. Yes, it it was week one. All the teams were up in the air. You know, it's week one of hero pools, especially when teams look the most lost. But the Houston Outlaws, I'm not confident in them finding their groove, being able to counter pick opponents or get comfortable to the same degree that Florida Mayhem found themselves in week two. Florida Mayhem, they clicked. They looked good on multiple compositions. BQB and Yaki, they fucking fragged. They were amazing. Um, And I think they're just going to rock up on all kinds of maps, just throw shit at the wall and Houston Outlaws won't know what to do with them.
0: Here's why I feel pretty good about the Outlaws. They've had a large period of time now to develop their gameplay from what they brought against the Atlanta Reign. Plus, they were playing against the Atlanta Reign, who are pretty much the best team in the West right now. So I don't discredit them very heavily for getting slapped around, though the quality that they brought was not that great. I also think, though, that with the time they've had since that match, they can see the development of the meta, the addition of Hanzo that a lot of people have been playing fits perfectly into Happy's game plan. If they want to run more Dreamer, Dreamer's been able to play Arissa for them in the past, Winston on certain maps, and be able to play the ball that's the direction that I would be going in, even though Jangu, you know, could theoretically come out and play Ryan or Ball or whatever for them. Dreamer seems like he would be a good option for them here. They've had enough time to get Juby up to scratch with the meta, so they don't need to have these, like, holes in their backline anymore. I feel pretty good about spreading the outlaws. I simply can't give Mayhem this, like... I- I'm getting... I'm not buying into the whiplash from the Mayhem, basically. I think that if you've been losing the last seven, eight games in a row you're more likely to continue pissing about a, a little rather than instantly be back to a top level. I, I, think I just you're gonna don't have see some it. shakiness.
1: Because you, you make your prediction based on the fact that Houston have improved and they will look better this time and they've used their practice time well. Yeah. I don't know what the peak Houston outlaws look like in the Countdown Cup. Like I, I, I don't know what they'll come out and play and look amazing at. They I, can I, look good at things, but I feel like the Mayhem... Like but their so far this season,
0: Houston have been by far and away the better team. So if we just go back to any kind of season average or even season peak, Houston win.
4: I just think it's In a, a good, good metaphor them. Once they, if, All they have to do is copy the homework of the teams that have been doing well. You look at the Atlanta Reign, the meta right now seems like Hanzo Tracer, Happy Hanzo, Dante Tracer. Then you got Arisa Diva. I think Django and Piggy can both play those. You can even put in Dreamer for flexibility, like Josh said. Then you can play Jake on the Brig and then just put Crimson on the BAP. I think that's a perfectly good meta for them and something that's very well-rounded. The only thing I think they can't play is the Farrah, but I think they can get away with not playing that against the Florida Mayhem. So... I don't know. I just, I'm with Josh. I just think the whiplash. I like. I think people are just like assuming that we're back to May Melee, Florida Mayhem, when they haven't given us enough evidence that they're back to that form, except for Yaku and BQB just being monsters.
0: Which they are. They are monsters. They yeah. might just simply Houston,
2: to they don't copy homework, they do some cutesy shit, they come up I with know. a new math, and they're they they do not do that. They play Brigida Moira, they play Bap <laughs> Brigida. they play Vap so and Zinn, and they lose the video game. Jake
1: Mercy. Oh. It, I mean,
2: the jersey is the the jersey is the actual least offensive, of those because it like served a synergistic purpose. The yeah. other ones were literally just like I do not like like it'd be me, it'd be me being like, I do not like that two plus two equals four. I shall now do new math. <laughs> 2 plus 2 equals 5, and I shall do it myself. And that's a, they just, just random like combinations that were like, obviously you see the point behind it and what they're trying to get to, but it's just like, in the real world, it just falls apart. It's a bicycle with triangle wheels, stuff like that. So it just it doesn't work out. So that's, I just don't okay. believe in it.
0: All right, well, the Houston Outlaws feature in our next match of the week because it's incredibly important. Again, it's the Gladiators playing against the Houston Outlaws. And I feel like... Okay. Oof. All right. We're all going with the the Los Angeles Gladiators in this pick. Uh, anyone think it's going to be an insanely close game? Like a map 5 kind of deal? Was anyone close what? with this one about predicting outlaws?
4: This match is I think it's Deacon. a map 5. It's this this one's after the Florida Mayhem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like the last day. Okay.
0: What do you think? How good is this game, Costa? I
4: I think I I don't trust either of these teams. At all uh, to to show up and play the right things. Uh, I I think the Gladiators has more talent on their team. I think overall they are a better team. Where Gladiators just lose to themselves somehow. They just they trip, fall over, and then drop the spaghetti all over the floor uh, time and time again. I I but I think the Gladiators are just going to pull it out. They've had a lot of time, as you said. It's the same as the Houston Outlaws. They've had two weeks to work this stuff out. They should be able to hun- understand the meta. Just just play what you're good at. Just Kevs is going to take a poo on that. Do you want a
1: whole take? Okay. Oh, here we go. If you truly believe in the Tracer Sombra meta as much as we've seen from the East, and you think that's going to be what we see constantly in the Countdown Cup playoffs, Gladiators at their peak potential, I think they're better than both the Fusion and the Dynasty at their peak potential playing this meta. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. (laughs) Now, wait just one moment. Hot take. Hot take. Come on. Let's go.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna first of all I'm gonna say unequivocally I agree with you with Dynasty. I am not sold on fusion.
0: Wait though. a fucking second. I'm, I'm you unequivocally fusion, agree though. with the Soul Dynasty that the, the 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 Gladiators are a better Tracer Sombra team than Soul.
2: Probably I, I don't know. Profit I think they're fits a better on team. I think they're a better team. Johnny didn't say Tracer Sombra, he said better team. And like, sure, you could argue that maybe the Tracer Sombra might not be as good as Fitz Profit, but If your team is so much more well-rounded and gets so much more value everywhere else, then you're probably fine.
1: Just compare man-to-man. Creative versus shoe. Okay. Animo the the backline always. Started, w- the backline always from the wins. the backline. <laughs> he
4: knows he's not. The backline yeah, yeah, always
2: then Start the frontline too. Start the front Space. At a Diva very good year
1: versus two. You
2: and then Muse. Honestly, sure. Has Muse been like not as much as we expected? Yeah, but I feel like Muse consistently still has been.
0: I'm really. You're really not selling me on the tank Gesture on the Yeah, you're not I, selling me on the tank line. I'm not. I, I haven't been.
2: I, okay, here's what I think. Here's, here's your point. Years. Okay,
4: you start from the back line, You're like, okay, yeah, I can see those differences here, and then you get to Fitz and profit. I think Kevster, to Birdring are great at Tracer Sombra, but Fitz and profit, I think, are the best Tracer Sombra team in the world, and it <laughs> crashes and burns very quickly.
3: Wait, 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 oh. wait, wait. wait. You think That's the best fucking Sombra
4: Tracer you team in the, the world. world? <laughs> the best Tracer no, Sombra team? The- he oh, saved oh, the oh, world.
3: He saved the world. No, oh, cut oh, his oh, mic, Cut his mic, Cut his mic.
4: Bleep that cut! anything They're better than the Gladiators. Sorry, best. Okay. The, the okay. Dragons. Fuel! <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Let me. All right.
0: All right. All right. We've we've all had our fun. We've all had our fun. Don't come at us in the comments. These are the hot takes. I I really don't agree. I I I feel like this team has only had flashes of looking good with that kind of style. They were mostly... When they had that five-map series against the Atlanta Rain, it was mostly playing like the dive kind of shit on the maps like... Wasn't it Anubis and Blizzard World or something where they got the maps off Atlanta? Just where Atlanta was trying to force... Um, or rather was playing things that they were uncomfortable with and the Gladiators were able to play like the Winston over on Anubis and Blizzard World is much more of a divey map rather than Atlanta trying to force like Rhine in various segments. I feel like... I feel like this team is just—they're just pretty decent. They have the peak potential to be really good, but when have we seen it this year? They're like fucking nine and five or whatever. Hey, I said
1: peak potential, amazing. okay? I said peak
2: right. potential. I mean, <laughs> I mean they are do it. They've done fine, you know. They look good. I think they look good. I think you know.
0: I keep you know. waiting for the gladiators to justify my belief in them. And they haven't so far this year. Like I've never yeah. had that moment they haven't done it in I'm the like... last
4: four seasons. What do you mean? Like they, they they they're a good team that always does well but they just always fall short when no, like remember they, when they, I played won won playoff that one match? Have they ever won a playoff match? Like in any like even stage playoffs or anything like that? Sure, they must they have. have done. Oh, yeah,
2: of course in this year in this year specifically have i can't they won a think playoff? of
4: when it
1: was they 2020. actually they did well in 20. oh my god they actually lost to fusion and the mayhem back to back in last year's playoffs
4: i yeah i'm trying to yeah 2019
1: can... they beat spark in the playoffs in 2019 and then they lost Get to thailand's
4: it. <laughs> yes, okay sorry i take back every point i make gladiators are great in the playoffs um <laughs> But yeah, that's my my biggest fault. They have a lot of talent. I think they have the most talent they've ever had on their roster and I think that's why it's been such a disappointing season for them because I think they should have hit higher highs and maybe they'll do it in the Countdown Cup, but if history serves us, it tells us anything, sorry. uh, I don't think they will.
0: All right, moving on to the next match. There's a lot of very predictable matches coming up in APAC. The the interesting one, the most interesting one is the Battle of the Joes. Guangzhou against Hangzhou. And... Who are we going for here? Everyone is going pink. Okay. Really? I think there's a decent chance that this goes the other way, actually. I I think the charge have been on a bit of like a slow, subtle upwards climb recently. Like in the latter half of the season, they've been better than their record would indicate. And the spark are just so flumpy. I think this could go either way. But I don't I think, think the spark it's corpse it, I don't is going to fall be on the
2: Guangzhou charge fingers. They're on the lip of the cliff. <laughs> and this, the spark corpse, as it's mid descent, is going to fall on their fingers and then charge plummets to their death the rest <laughs> of the way. They'll both be dead. They'll both be dead. But, Char- but Spark stops them from making it to the top.
3: Yeah,
1: right. I've, uh, I've hyped up uh, Choice of One since our Guangzhou Charge episode before the season. Yeah, And Choice of One is looking really good at times. I don't know. I- I'm just here because uh, I like Shai too
0: sure yeah uh i i really don't think Shai's had his best performances recently though because he's just been hamstrung on the sombra like custer was saying uh I, and also architect find so, a way. architect has had such a bad season man as well he has like, I, we haven't really talked about it very much but even last season wasn't that great from him either
4: Do you, that that opens up a new conversation of has architect ever been a great player or has he? Was he always just riding off of the success of the Sh- San Francisco Shock of being on that team? Because he he got touted as when he left the San Francisco Shock and went to the Hongjo Spark, we were all very high on him. Like he, yeah, he's yeah. a very flexible player. He can play hitscan, he can play trace, game. he can really play anything. But we haven't seen any of that on the Hongjo Spark, and it's been consistently disappointing.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a little too much of a downer to get into right now. Yes, yeah, that would take a long time to go into. Uh, Onto our fifth match of the week. Ding-dong, it's the bread bowl. London oh, Spitfire really? against the Vancouver
3: Titans. Yes! Oh, wow. No! <laughs> oh, wow
0: Okay, I'm... I was wondering whether anyone would go with me here. I predicted a 3-2 slobber First win of the season for London, the British boys. No, not not based chance. on any serious analytical thought, just based on the narrative. I feel like this would be fucking great. Custer, you give me the analysis. Why is London going to win?
4: I don't want them to lo- lose. I don't want them to go 0-16. Like, I, Valiant is the one team that deserved to go 0-16 this season, and they, I hope that they, they are the only team to go 0-16. But also, Vancouver, yeah, they got their first win against Boston. That was great. I think the when Vancouver can play well is when they're given space by the opposition team. For better or for worse, London will not give you that space. Hattie's going to come hard and fast at you. Shax <laughs> is going to come hard and fast at you. And I think it's going to be... I don't think they're going to have the tools to shut them down. Like... Most teams usually
2: shut down the London Spitfire.
0: Who have London played against recently? I feel like they've had some relatively. They played and Defiant Dallas.
2: and they played Dallas.
0: Yeah, I I think that against a Vancouver Titans backline, Shacks can get some fucking work done. He's going to be like I mini decay okay, yeah. out there.
1: Yeah, theory agrees. Um, I, <laughs> I I think I I think you're right, and that is the argument. But uh, by the way, I'm hundred percent reserving my right to flip-flop to the London Spitfire uh, dude. I'm so, ti-
2: I'm so tired of this shit dude I'm about to get those those Achilles flip-flops the Johnny flip-flops that he made I'm about to get those pre- made I'm about to go get those made if anyone pays attention
1: around. I flip-flopped pretty much every plat chat prediction the entire season and it's just now starting to to, to flourish here <laughs> in stage four uh, I, I, I flip all the time um, but yeah Shaxx is the best argument the, the way I really pictured this match was like Custer has mentioned several times before, who's going to drop the spaghetti the hardest? This <laughs> is Gladius Washington all over again in the shittiest way possible. I I think when I look at these teams, I just I look at FRD and who he is at off tank, and I'm like, yeah, he'll probably show up and just be like, fuck it, let's play some games for his Lono Spitfire. Um, same with like Dalton, he'll just turn up. Like Chunk Sik will probably try his hard out. Like really believe that this is his match of his career. And I just see, like, Hardy bumping into walls on Wrecking Ball and just <laughs> accidentally rolling off the map. I just feel like Vancouver <laughs> no, Tennis will, uh, will show show up on. to this map and just, like, have a carelessness that a lot of Spitfire will end up, like, just dropping the spaghetti because they're overthinking it, they're trying to org. Yeah,
2: when... I think Titans, they're the masters of the carbohydrates at this point. They can't drop the spaghetti. They know, they know their way around some carbs. Like, there's just no way they drop the spaghetti now. On top of that, Titans have tasted victory. Spitfire... They're still in the dark. They're in the pit, like in Batman Rises. Like the, when the Dark Knight Rises, and he's trying to climb out after his back's been broken, there's not a chance. Not a chance that back's healed at all. I don't see it happening. The, t- the Titans know what it's like to win now. And all they need, all they fucking need, is if they just don't, I feel like if they just don't play Farrah, I feel like if they just don't play Farah, if they just play the Sombra, I think they will just straight win this match. Because the Blase Sombra is not inspirational, currently. It, it is yeah. not inspiring me.
3: No. And the Links to
2: Sombra actually okay-ish with the Dalton Tracer. I feel like they, their synergy's there. I'm, I'm actually liking where they're looking. And plus, I'm going to give another caveat. This is a Justice match too why I'm pissed off. Fury had felt like Fury had been, like, someone had been mind-controlling Fury to be a bad player for the past couple matches for a while now.
1: He wasn't, and he, though.
2: But no, he would, no, no, no. Fury <laughs> had forgotten a backline existed for, like, eight <laughs> matches in a row. Fury had not once. He had, like, Peel what is this, a banana? Not a chance. <laughs> like, every time. But then, on the Titans match, he peeled for that backline like, no tomorrow. He fucking, he actually, he, he popped off. He, he played D.Va for the first time in, like, eight matches. And I, that's what I'm worried of. And this, that, this is where the Terufero could even get value, because they won't be playing. But then we be Molf1Gallon, actually. Molf1Gallon's good. <laughs> Molf never mind. <laughs>
1: I've
4: never, never
2: heard mind. of that. Yeah, no, Molf1Gallon's good, actually, so.
1: Underrated storyline in this matchup. Blase versus Linkser. McCree's of the Houston Outlaws in 2020. Oh, wow. <laughs> no one is playing McCree in this match. No one's nope. going to play nope. And they're no, both no going to play Sombra. <laughs> Linkser didn't feel like he could pull out the McCree for the Houston Outlaws. Blase was forced to take his job. His reputation was down the drain because Blase couldn't play McCree for shit. Here they are in 2021, squaring off against each other in the bread bowl, taking revenge. For their feud on the, is this the bread bowl by it the was way. Call it a lot of feud, by the way. I'm is just it making really,
0: I don't know. I <laughs> wanted to get your input on that. But is this can we really call this the bread bowl when breadsticks have already been achieved in back to back
1: games at this point? Yeah. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes, Vancouver but has that... won. It's still the two shittiest team in NA. Who cares?
4: Yeah. It, okay, here's what's That's nice true. about the bread bowl and why why we can call it the bread bowl. We're not allowed to call it the toilet bowl on broadcast, so we can call it the bread bowl, and then people will understand that what we're doing.
0: Yeah. So, I think that's nice. What I really do wish, though, that London played against Valiant in Hawaii for the Countdown Cup. You know, I really hope like it would be it would be a great joy of mine if Vancouver had not won against Boston. There's a bread ball. It's this insane battle between the two teams in the West that don't have any wins. And then the loser of it goes to Hawaii and plays against the <laughs> Valiant. That would be so <laughs> if, I, if I designed the league, that's what would be happening right now. And that would be
1: so, so rude. And if they tried it's to forfeit so the rude. game,
0: we'd just keep postponing it and they'd be on the hook eventually and they'd have to turn up.
3: I, I, we uh... should do that.
1: Instead
4: of giving players like $10,000 for winning those Zen 1v1s, we just put fifty grand on the line and they make the players care about it that would be yeah. a great idea
0: yeah put uh, yeah put as much money as it takes for london to wake up and decide they want to go to hawaii and that's, oh, that would be funny i think that would be amazing i think that would be superb by the way i just looked at the schedule and it looks like me and bren are going to be, be casting that game london vancouver oh. is going to be me and bren uh, by oh, the way the day boy. before it's going to be london paris which is like yeah. the eu battle as well um they, didn't they play once earlier this season i think this has happened before has it not
4: why do I think Paris... Well, obviously Paris would yeah, won. Yeah, Paris definitely won. Uh, London yeah, yeah. don't
0: have any wins, Custer. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I think this already happened recently, didn't it? No, they they
2: played them in October. week 11, and Paris 3 won them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, all right, we've got the battle for EU, and then we've got the battle of the bread. I love that. I think that's going to be a It is so disappointing
2: funny. that they're not winless, and that the breadsticks have been achieved at this point. But I feel like, to me, it almost gives... It gives a greater stake here, We're like... Like is London truly that tragic? Like because to me this is like the most tragic story of all time for Europeans, where it's like British Hurricane, they're in, they're here, and now they're the last match of the season versus the team that has only won one match, and it's gotten the breadsticks now twice, and now they have to prove. Like it's made it more tragic almost to where if London were to lose this, it would truly be this would be a tragedy uh, on scale of the tale of fucking Eagle Gaming. (laughs) be
3: the
0: the tragedy all right well i think that brings us nicely on to bren's player of the week i i've spoken to bren at length about this at length at length we had many discussions i would love to pick you know a player that did well this week but i just can't my choice for bren's player of the week this week is assassin for the, for the mems, oh, no. it's just got to be. I thought I was fucking crying, laughing at some of these plays. And I think the, the terrible part about this as well is I thought Sombra, Assassin Sombra before this stage looked really good. It, it actually, good. it looked good in the summer showdown when he had played it earlier on in the season. Like Assassin Sombra had some quality to it. Assassin had been playing earlier and had some good echo performances and stuff like that. And it just feels like in the Countdown Cup, he lost the fucking plot. Like he just got men in black men in black wiped and his just brain has evaporated from his body and now he just doesn't understand how to play the video game. But he did have some moments against the Vancouver Titans who posed no threat to him and applied no pressure. And maybe that'll give him the confidence he needs as we go towards play ins and playoffs. But if we if we can find the clip of the Assassin EMP, I'm just ready it's to disgusting. I'm ready to watch I, it again, because it was so good.
4: It feels like in the in the break, the coach was like, okay, here's what you're going to do, Assassin. Go watch Lip play Sombra. And he's like, okay. And then he did it and he comes out and they're like, no, not like that. Like how he does everything else (laughs) other than the EMPs. Because like, I don't know who told him that trying to solo EMP a Tracer was a good idea. How many times did he try and solo EMP a Tracer? I think it might've been three times and he didn't hit it once.
0: Yeah, it it is. It's like he's trying to play an extremely good Sombra, but then he just... I mean, oh, that duh. is that just one. That one is that
2: worse it? or better than the Ilios EMP? Can we see the Ilios
0: EMP as well? That
2: was the Assassin Ilios as EMP well, wasn't it? On light, it, that yeah, it oh, was. Dante. It, it was the versus Dante, and that's where the the MIMP.
1: Yeah, was the, born, the best part about that EMP, I find, is that his teammate is looking at him. <laughs> Like, we're not at a free cam. It's one of his teammates turning around, seeing him just like fucking T-pose in the air. Like, and oh my god, it's, it's. I wonder why Decay fucking ran out of that
4: room yeah. after
1: the match. He saw that and I was like, fuck me. God, I'm I'll tell numb. you what
4: though. If Assassin
0: had hit that EMP and it had landed onto Aspire and Decay goes in and he gets the 1v1 kill, that's. Oh
1: no. Oh no. Oh, oh, no. This is bullying. I feel bad. This is yeah. bullying. How will we come the, to this point I right, The thing Joe? is though, he is a
0: good player. It's he just is. he's fucking lost the plot in the last couple of weeks. He's
1: got it's got a it's got a case of the yips, but we can yeah. get over it
0: yeah it's fine Maybe. i hope he can i mean I someone so. needs to help him get over it because it is the the reason i've given him the player of the week though is because he isn't just a trash player he's a good player that's lost his form but the way in which he's lost his form is so fucking funny it really yeah. is like so entertaining just watching assassin play and i, I don't know i love to mold and the, he's given me the perfect opportunity to mold many many times so far this week if, so. if
1: you said to, to that point just to like understroke like how you're right like if you told me before the season that assassin was going to be a rookie of the year candidate i would have completely signed me up like yeah guys was an absolute beast on runaway um and he can totally fulfill that still like he can still be that player so you know yeah, yeah, a shitty stage. I, I still believe in this kid. He's I don't think he'd be worried. Rookie of the Year
2: at this point, but I do think... No, he's no, no no. No. Like, <laughs> you know,
1: no. no, no, no. Well, uh,
0: no, they're out. No. No. <laughs> no. By the way, Rookie no. of the Year is only for the regular season, so they're, they're fucking Shit. done. It doesn't matter what they do in the playoffs. No, I'm
1: saying the potential. Like, next year, Assassin could pop off. Like, it, it, it's Yeah, fine. maybe. Won't be Rookie of the Year, though. But <laughs> I, <laughs> It's true.
2: Also, by the way, this is like the weird tag on because we're at the end of the episode... Uh, Dallas just announced that Pine is in North America. He's here. They put a video out. He's finally here. He's really? Okay. At the let's, literal end of the, the regular season. Can we watch the video? It's on their, it's on we'll, their profile. It's on the we'll, Twitter We'll profile. have a little
0: conversation then, I think, about what this actually does for them. I am still of the I, opinion that they should never play him. But I agree. I don't know whether that's just me downplaying his right. potential.
4: If we hit a hard hit scan meta in the, in the playoffs then I think you got to play him like Sparkle and Doha just have not shown a willingness to play hits again. But in, unless we're in a world where you need to play an ash or you need to play a widow, pine should or stay pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Or a Kree. like he should stay pretty safely on the bench because there's a lot of things other than just individual talent that take coming into a roster, especially one like the Dallas Steel, which feels like a hive mind. Like maybe pines like brain has not been uploaded to that hive mind yet. And he's just going to like try and do like triple grapple shots behind watch point Gibraltar again. Is that Tasmo? That I is Tasmo. I thought that, that was Harry Tasma. Hook.
2: No, that's no. Matt.
4: <laughs> yeah, that is okay. Tasmo. That's
0: Tasmo.
2: Wow, man. You guys... You didn't, Look at me. You I'm know, playing the, the ping t- pong <laughs> now <laughs> with
0: my friend. I'm hit him.
2: Yo! Oh, no, there he is. <laughs> yeah, he's here. He's made is,
0: it. I, I can't help but be excited. I do, oh, to yeah. some degree, want him to play. Hey, it's just that I don't want them to lose with him in, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It would be worse for his legacy if they played him and they lost. It would be way worse for, like, you know, the legend of... But
2: it would also be such fitting to the Pine legacy as well to also, once again, not play a whole season after being signed. Like, it's just crazy. Like, that's the most disappointing part is that it's just taken. So he's done the Jichirin. He's fucking swam across the Pacific Ocean to make it. It's taken so long to make it, and it's just unfortunate because there's just no chance he's integrated into the team by now. And like legs is meta, so like you don't need him to play. All right, what if, at all unless it's a hard hit scan?
0: What if Dallas managed to sneak? So Dallas are like two and two with minus one map differential or something right now, aren't they? So they still have some level of outside chance that they could make the play-ins for the countdown cup. I think they can still theoretically make the knockouts for the for the countdown cup. Yeah. Do, you, do you just sling pine in if your intention oh, yeah. is not to go to hawaii anyway because you want to be focused on playoffs that's a great way of like soft throwing your games whilst getting Pine some practice and and doing some fan services isn't it i'm all
4: fucking aboard that i'd love to see that oh yeah i think everyone could just agree to play widow let's just both teams agree to play <laughs> widow dallas will be like well, if you play widow we'll throw let's go okay <laughs> let's go We're, let's go to the hawaii i think i think that'd be great i like as much as i i am a very skeptical pine person i don't believe that he's going to be able to hit the form that a lot of people think he's going to get to but i would love to see him hit it like i i think he's such a lovable guy i think you've all talked to him at some point he's a really nice guy he's a great player and he's been around since the since the dawn of time of overwatch so uh yeah i hope we get to see him at some point
3: yeah
1: wait what, what are you guys talking about they're not even playing this weekend they could be though. No, sorry, uh, not this
0: weekend, but for the countdown oh, Cup
1: play-ins, the knockout. Oh, for the knockout. They theoretically oh,
0: could still get in. It's like oh. it's quite unlikely because they got battered by Atlanta, but it's like it is theoretically still possible. I think some weird shit has to happen, but they could still sneak in in that final slot. Um, I think it relies on like Houston getting owned by Gladiators and Mayhem, something like that, so that they drop out. But yeah, it is it is possible. We have been seeing some long-range hit scan in this meta too. Like Kai's been playing so, a bunch oh of. Oh yeah. my
1: god! How long is this podcast gonna be, mate? Can we all save right, some soldier right. talk for next week? Jesus okay. Christ! Let's say we haven't it even then.
2: hit three Let's hours yet. I don't think. I don't, <laughs> think. I don't even think we've hit that mark yet. <laughs> That's, no, 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 you're right. no. That's a good
1: thing.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. All right. We've we've had our little fun with Pine. I was getting carried away with it. A final little topic here is just welcoming people to member. Do we have any members oh, to welcome? We do. Oh yeah. Oh, we've got a bunch of giga members and some large members as well. Whew. Luke Picard, welcome to member. Welcome Cuckoo member. Pigeon, welcome to Giga, <laughs> Giga member. member Giga Member. Damn. Giga
2: Cuckoo Member Pigeon. Thank you, Pigeon. What's
0: up? Uh, Adithia, Adithia BK. Yeah. Welcome to Large welcome Member. member. Duran Triple Zero. To Zero. Welcome to Large Member. Large member.
2: Don Wellenrider? <laughs> yeah, you welcome nailed it. Yeah, I think sweet. you nailed it. Welcome yeah. to uh, Member. Welcome, welcome to, to member.
0: member. Spaceman Riff, welcome to Large Member. Welcome to large member, Richard large. Graham. Welcome to member, and Eddie. Remember. Welcome to, large, welcome to member. large member. Welcome to large member.
2: Welcome to large member.
0: Thank you. Appreciate everybody supporting the podcast as well, helping us be able to do our stuff. Um, like we said, we do have an intention of doing the Q and A and hot takes thing. I think we'll try and record a separate video for that coming up soon. Uh, now that we're into August, just need to get around to actually organising it and scheduling it. So we'll do that at some point shortly. Uh, so all that remains is for me to tell you to subscribe to the channel. And um, follow us on Twitter at Platchat Podcast. And thank you, Custer, for coming along this week and being a being a guest. Replacing
4: Matt. Yeah, that was no, fun. No one likes Matt, so it's good to be here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> by
0: the way, while while we had you as a guest, we should have held you accountable for some of the th- shit that you did to our fucking power rankings in the preseason. But some of the stuff that you did was boost the Atlanta I Rain was, all the way up. So you are a fucking
4: genius. I, I boosted Atlanta Rain all the way up. You guys wanted to put Houston Outlaws like sixteenth. I. Uh, I think I boosted Florida Mayhem up way too high out and they just went O and A, but I had some good,
2: I actually had no, some good. No, you did not boost Mayhem because I mauled it at your rankings <laughs> that Mayhem was so low, but then it worked out inverse for me. Okay.
4: So... <laughs> yeah, well, maybe... well, you were really high on the Toronto Defiant when you coming in. I year? was, I was, and that <laughs> did not go well. That went yeah. poorly yeah. for
2: me.
1: Okay. The the best part about this podcast has been a vast, and his lack of suppression—like he yells and just sounds like Moxie the entire episode. (laughs) I
2: don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just don't have an audio engineer. I don't know. I need an audio engineer over here. I can't fucking. I'm fucking Grug. I'm Grug as shit. I can't do this.
0: Uh, Well, all right. We will see you next time, potentially for episode one hundred. See you then.